Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Hi and hello and welcome to beautiful and historic Los Angeles, California, where it's Tuesday. You know what that means. The boys are live at the Super Bowl. Boys at the Bowl, The Bowl. I am Fred Slow. Alongside me is our very good friend of the show, Jared Hart, who is producing today. And there's, uh, I don't know, there's a world of change and and progression to this thing that we're figuring out a little bit on the fly. But alongside me is, uh, well, Astro Van himself moving around Los Angeles. Van, how are you? Uh, We're going to go from Los Angeles to Astro Van back to Los Angeles. Love that. Love everything about that life. He came up with that on the fly. I like that. cruising around in a minivan. So now it's Los Angeles, Van Square. Also alongside us, Robert Gibson. Robert, this is your first Super Bowl experience. Welcome to Radio Row. Yeah, man. This is very, very nice. The the thing that is uh, so very fun and exciting about this trip is I've done it before, boys, but it's kind of your first one here. You guys have never... You've never had this kind of experience. You've never had this kind of opportunity yet professionally. Right. That is yeah. exactly correct. This is my first personally or professionally, right. so good to be here. Love that. We are obviously live on the Facebook stream as we bring this one to you. And then KNML back home and the airwaves of Albuquerque. You know, we're so fortunate to be here for a lot of reasons, but some of those reasons are the partners of the show that have allowed us to do it. And, you know, we're hashtagging everything all week that we're doing. Super boys, hashtag super boys. B-O-I-S, and then Superb Al, and we're able to do that because uh, I don't have some sponsors, so we just want to give an opportunity to say thank you to a handful of people as we start this thing. One of those people specifically is our friends over at Chisholm Trail RV. We're on the road this week with Chisholm Trail RV. You guys are familiar with them. They've been a partner of the show for a long time, the intersection of Central and Juan Tabot. Check them out. They have all of your needs as far as you, you need a fifth wheel. They got your fifth wheel. Pull them around. Uh, on top of that, Safe House Van. Talk to us a little bit about Safe House and distilling and, and what they have going on. Uh, well, Safe House Distillery is downtown on 6th and Gold. It is a premier cocktailery in out downtown Albuquerque. Go down there, get some amazing drinks, and also they got package. Go get you some Teller vodka, get you some Teller mixed drinks. Yeah. Notch. They're the guys who do the the watermelon, the walk off watermelon at uh, Ice Topes Park. Correct. We got one of those laying around yeah, here. Yeah, I got one by there me. You go. There yeah. it is. Put, yeah, that, so put that on camera. Radio Road's kind of a cool experience because we have, I don't know, what do you boys think? There's 100 of them in here? Is 100 about right? I think they said 136. Okay, so there's 136 different media outlets here. And we're not just talking across the country. We're talking across the world. Yes. Yeah, so there's international. There's there's everything that's kind of like big and exciting about being in this thing. And the way I see it, at least the way I see it, is it's a fun, like, collaboration. Sure. You know, it's like, it's like hey, here's a bunch of fun interviews. And we have what? We have 30-something lined up on day a one. A yeah. lot. And it's, it's, hey, who you guys work with? I think we're posting up next to the Atlantic, which is like a pretty popular website. I know my old radio station is two tables. Oh, or is that not true? The Athletic? Yeah. The Athletic. Oh, did I mispronounce That's a, it? The, yeah. Por- the Portland version of the Athletic yeah. next to us. <laughs> the My old station, KMOX, is two down. So we, we, I got to play a little catch up with some 
old friends of mine and former co-host. And, yeah, it's just been a, I don't know, a really exciting little bleed. We're going to take a lot of photos. Every Super Bowl that's ever occurred is represented here via banner. The big names, Pat McAfee is live right next to us as we speak. Yes. Uh, Marshall Falk is, is just seconds behind me. So, yeah, this is, I don't know, it's, it's near the top as far as engaging and interesting in to-dos. I mean, we got Pat McAfee right here. Yeah. And then to the other side of us, we got Jim Rome. Yes. And then right behind us, we got Dan Patrick. Yeah. It's, All it's, rocking it's right now. It's hard not to geek out. Sure. Like, for real. It's hard not to be a fanboy. Well, and that's the thing, too, like with the industry where there's not really the accessibility that you thought. Like, we're here. We're in the – we're in. I guess we don't even call this a bullpen, Radio Row. It's like a bullpen. Sure. Like an office. And, uh, I don't know, it slaps. I mean, it's there's just a world of talent here, and – and we'll be able to get together with some of these people outside of broadcast hours and laugh a lot and tell some stories, and it'll be good. And we're able to do that because OE Solar is powering this trip. And, you know, we want to make sure to mention our sponsors from the top because we wouldn't be here without them. And, Van, I know you've been a fan of solar power and specifically OE for some time. Their growth over the last couple of years has been a big deal. And they don't just help the commercial, they help the residential. Well, I mean, I have a Prius, I have a handlebar mustache, <laughs> and I have a mullet. So, obviously, I support solar. Yeah, OE Solar is the premier residential, commercial, industrial solar dealer in Albuquerque. Give them a call. They're the best in the biz. TCS is also a proud sponsor of this trip. And, uh, I mean, we're in California, so it makes sense. Very much so. Yeah, and as far as Albuquerque options go, Robert, a little bit, explain to the friend of the show what TCS does and how they provide services well, to those. Well, they have all of your needs when it comes to CBD. Yeah. Um, right there off of San Mateo between Catherine and San Mateo. So it's right there at the corner. You guys can go down there. And we just want to thank them for making this happen and be one of our special sponsors for this big game. We have lined up more than a handful of guests. I don't know where my cell phone went or I would read them to you, but we have more than a handful of guests lined up. Vane, you have the calendar in front of you. I got you. Let me oh, pull yeah. it up. Uh, Warren Moon, Jake Plummer, LeGarrette Blunt, uh, Lala Kent, Diplo, Eric Kramer, Jeff Fisher, Randy Grimes, Gene Steratory. There we go. More coming in. And, and, and then more that I can't read because well, I, we have them like – I remember some of we them. We have them, like, stacked yeah. right next to each other. Adam, I can't even read them. Eric, John Sally. John yeah. Sally. That's a good yeah. one. Adam Pacman Jones will be yep. on the program. Excited to talk to him about, I assume, his passion for video games. Right? That's how he got the nickname. Right, boys? It sure. not has nothing to do with the streets. It I mean, has the, to do once you set the world record that's what it for Pac-Man, yeah. you're stuck with that name forever. And yeah. then we're going to do a couple really fun handicapping interviews, too. And I'm a big fan of kind of learning, like, the money aspect of the sport and kind of learning that. Now, here's the thing about all the interviews we're going to do, because we're going to do 50 or 60 of them, boys. And they're not all going to be available on the show. The best ones on the terrestrial show we're going to put there. And we're going to give to the friends of the show over the airwaves in Albuquerque. But if you don't want to miss a single one, because we're going to cut them all out, at Talk ABQ. Find your boys at Talk ABQ. Download the podcast on Spotify or iTunes, and you will not miss a single one. And if we if we have an idea, it's not going to go to air. If we have an idea, we're not going to put it over the airwaves. Well, it's going to be a little looser from your boys. Sure. Yeah, so we're sure. going to laugh a little bit. The super fun ones. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to... 
have some fun. Obviously, thank you to New Mexico Highlands, who is a proud sponsor of this trip. You guys are aware that I am the voice of New Mexico Highlands and, and how much I enjoy doing that. And, Robert, you've sat in for me more than one time with the New Mexico Highlands. Yes. Yeah, you've been fortunate to be a cowboy yourself. Hey, I, I'm a part of the family now. Yeah. I'm that, a part of the family. I, I love going up there. I love working with them in the little time that I have. So, yeah, and, yeah, and we're excited to work alongside them for some fundraisers and some efforts for the H Club and what's going on up there at New Mexico Highlands University and making sure their programs and student-athletes are receiving the attention and just funds that they deserve, so we're going to do that. Also, Duke City Gladiators are a big part of what we're doing this weekend. Obviously, their season's about to start up at the Rio Rancho Event Center, and we want to make sure everyone knows there's opportunity to get families out there at a low, affordable cost, and they're debuting a brand-new field, boys. There we go. A brand-new field, boys. That's exciting stuff. I mean, I can't see it from here in Los Angeles. They're going for that trophy this year, dog. They have to. Yeah. Yeah. They got cheated last year. You can't <laughs> cheat them. You can't cheat them two years in a row. Not twice. <laughs> the the last little bit I want to wrap up before we get into a little bit more content because we're just kind of talking about our excitement level right now is uh, after we do our show today, which thank you for tuning in. We're going to do the BS show tonight live from Radio yeah, Row. Yeah, baby. That's going to be fun. That's going to have a different vibe. Whole different. Yeah. We, we might be, be different people different. by yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> And TNT Apparel will be a part of that as uh, we'll be Black Kings on the coast. There we go. Yes. Oh, I want to tell you, fellas, I know you guys sent us uh, some hoodies out here. Yeah. I can't wear them. It's hot. It's 75 degrees here. It's probably 80-something It's 85 degrees here. So, so what what I'll do is I'll just make sure we get it on the camera. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll have it here. But as far as us wearing it... Ooh. Well, it's got a very Comic-Con vibe because as you walked in, like, literally there's an Old Spice booth being like, hey, yeah. everyone, check your smell. Look, yeah. boys, yeah, check <laughs> you're going to need this. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny how they do have it at the entrance, yeah. right? <laughs> like, most of you boys forgot about humidity, right? It's winter yeah. around here. So I've been a little musty the last couple of days. So. <laughs> we're enjoying the program. If I, I'm sure I failed to introduce it, but uh, we're two men on, and we're live from the Super Bowl, and we're enjoying every single thing about it. Let's grab a break. When yes. we get back from the break, obviously we'll jump into uh, what the rest of the week's going to look like. We're going to lay that out for everyone. Thank you yesterday to A. Marie and Brandon Vote who held down the program. Absolute banger as far as the texture. That's what they said. So they are friends of ours for doing that. Thank you to David Busters, who regularly has been a part of the program for so very long. And thank you to New Mexico Pinion Coffee, who allows us to be on the road at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. When we get back from the break, more from your boys on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Two Men On, live from Radio Row in Los Angeles, is brought to you by Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Welcome back, boys, to Radio Row. Everyone here is enjoying everything about it. And when I say that, I mean, like, well, the, the literally just the masses gathered around. There's currently a lot of live shows going on as the boys are live from Radio Row. And we are, I don't know, we're laughing a lot, we're talking a lot. But it is interesting, Robert, and you pointed this out during the break, that a lot of these industry individuals, they're, you know, they're fans of other industry individuals. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. It, and there's a, I don't know, there's a fun a buzz about it. I, it is. Um, and just now, I'm just looking right across, like you said, the uh, Pat McAfee show. Mm-hmm. It's got Michael Irvin on there. Yeah, and I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah. And they're, they're just doing impromptu interviews around us, beside us, behind us, and it's anybody. And the crazy thing is, you know, football's not like basketball. 
it's a lot of people that you recognize, but you're like, what's this guy's name? He's somebody. And the more people around them, that's more important. That's the, <laughs> the more important they are. Yeah, why don't you why don't you walk around with your jersey on? Yeah, man? that's what I'm that saying. That would be so helpful. So I can just turn you around and say, oh, that's who that is. Yeah, the and we got a lot of stuff lined up. You know, we, yeah. our our week is full, and you know today's going to be the closest one to kind of a traditional show that yeah. we normally do. We're just live at Radio Row, and thank you to all of our sponsors that are allowing us to do that. But yeah, we I mean after today there'll be interview and interview, and and we'll know. You know, we'll know if they're quality enough to kind of put them on or substances there. But you know, a lot of the individuals that show up to the Super Bowl for interviews, Super Bowl level celebrities and yes. and athletes and um, sports adjacent individuals. They got something going on in their lives, you know. And we were talking earlier. I know we're going to interview Randy Grimes today, who played off in, or played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for about ten seasons. And I know he's got a book about, uh, you know, just being on the comeback. Yeah. You know, he's got he's going to tell his story after battling years and years of addiction and kind of everything that surrounds that. And that's a good story to tell. I think th- that's the best part about this because, okay, you know the names, you know the athletic background, but what have they been doing since? Yeah. And then sure. just getting that story, um, also getting a story about how they even were doing before football. So you get the before, you kind of gloss over what they were doing on the field, and then the after story. Yeah, when I was uh, talking to these people trying to book interviews, it's not just like, oh, cool, he played football. Oh, cool, yeah. he played football. Oh, cool, he played football. It's like, what are, what are they doing for their community? Right. Yeah. What, is, what is their name attached to now? Yeah. Like, how can we help them help their community? Right. Well, and, like, Jake – I think Jake Plummer is a really good example. Like, I think everyone knows the Snakes playing career. Right. Everyone kind of knows, like, hey, you know, you had the time in Denver, you had the time in Arizona, and it's like – it's like, but what's that next thing? What's bringing you back to the Super Bowl now, like, all these years later? And to be able to connect with those people is going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, uh, I think the thing I'm most tied for – it might not even be Radio Row Boys. It's that we got invited to this, like, very, like, very fun, very – what I'm going to say unique opportunity to go with the NFL – to Universal Studios for like a private like evening thing. Oh yeah. Like uh thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Put me put me on a what I assume is a Jurassic Park ride. I have no idea. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, is is that still a thing? Well, you're big enough, you can be a ride yourself, Fred. This <laughs> yeah, let's just get on his back. Oh my god, him. now I think you know you have the <laughs> must be this tall to ride signs. <laughs> yeah. Is there you there must is. You, you're too tall mm-hmm. to ride. There you go. So my torso is very thick. So I'm I'm tall and long and girthy, and whenever whenever the shoulder restraints come down over your boy, oh, it's like it, it's gonna be fifty yeah. fifty on some of them. Yeah, yeah, and it's and I'm not overly whitish, but I'm the exact amount where it's like maybe. Well, have you guys been to Universal Studios before? Oh, no. God, when I was a kid. No, it's very different. Yeah. So all that you just said, throw it out the window. Okay. This is very adult friendly now. Give Very me an adult. Fr- fr- well, you were just talking about you have to be a certain. No, these are man-sized rides now. Oh, I'm they in. still have the little ones you're yeah. talking about, but now grown men they just strap you onto a jet and just take you, put a quarter in it, go into the stratosphere, <laughs> and you come back. That's what that's what Universal Studios is now. So it's basically, it's an Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that. It's not the little kid uni- uh, Universal Studios that you think about. Van, you had pointed out a little bit, uh, you were real impressed with kind of like the safety measures taken by everyone here at Radio Row. You were real impressed with the NFL, and, and I I mean, is there is there one police officer in uniform to every person you see here? Oh, yeah, it's super safe. This, this, the security feels airport 
Esk Airport adjacent. Yeah. We um had to go through the gauntlet our first time, and then every day is another adventure going through that security checkpoint. I'm just glad they didn't check for warrants because I think I got a couple. <laughs> I might have a couple outstanding warrants in California that I'm not sure about. Okay, breaking news. Bum, There's bum, a bum, bum, bum. thank you. There's a real life size and like shoppable quickie mark from The Simpsons at Universal Studios. I'm so into that. Oh, let's get it. Like I'm. This is the life I am about. Let's get <laughs> it. But yeah, we do. We got a bunch of a bunch of interviews. Oh, what, what's exciting to you, Robert? Though I know. Like, uh, is it John Sally? Is John Sally the big one for you? Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not even the athletic prospect, uh, but he's a personality, and he's a stand-up comedian. He did stand-up comedy, acting, all of that. Yeah. That's one person I would have loved and never thought I'd do an interview with. Come here, give us a sheet of paper. Here's who you can have. It's like, is that John Sally? Yes. <laughs> okay, tomorrow, this time. Yeah, Bam. thank you. Yeah. Yeah, He. you're right about that comedy and acting stuff. I guess I didn't make that connection because – I mean, we're in LA, boys. Yeah, like yeah. this is yeah. this is where like athletes come to become like Hollywood stars and whatever Hollywood stars, they wanted to yeah. do. Yeah, and I know I we were, I was talking to our friend of the show, Joe Roderick, who's over uh, on my old Walk of Life KMOX in St. Louis, and he was like, "Hey, Fred, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I got the Miz lined up. I guess now right. we are going to need right. the Miz lined up. Yeah. yeah, like it's. I mean, if if you're going to be at a cool experience like this, you're going to take every opportunity." That you get so you the, know, like, the second Joe said the Miz. Oh yeah, Fred, Fred just got in like an audible yeah. boner. Yeah. Like I could hear it. Well, and you're saying it like like Sandy K at home isn't a huge fan of the Miz because Sandy yeah. K loves the Miz. Yes, having nothing to do with wrestling. No, well, having everything it? to do with dancing, dancing with, with the, the stars. stars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the way it should be. That's all. No, but all seriousness, what I've learned these two days, I didn't know how close-knit everyone was. Yeah. This is like a big family. Like, this isn't something anybody can just do or just walk into. But what I've learned is if you have one of these badges, if they don't know you, they want to get to know you. And they're like, I'll see you next year. Or like the fellow we met, what do you say, 36? 36 in a row. 36 in a row, and he's the most energetic person in this whole room. Just started. Yeah. Just started. Yeah. Yeah. So how many times, Robert, have you been mistaken for an athlete already? Not yet. <laughs> uh, I think it's because I don't have a wallet because they <laughs> look back there first. <laughs> nah. Uh. Hey, so uh, you're wearing the media pass, which is the only reason you have it. But <laughs> but th- nor- we go anywhere in Albuquerque. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Hey, you go up to Highlands, to Bro- New Mexico yeah. Highlands. Oh, to my gosh. Like, you, look at, you recruiting, son? Yeah. Well, well, first of all, this lets you know. Uh, how small the people are in Albuquerque. Yes. Because I come here, and it's just like, who's this guy? Like, yes. He's he's the valet. Like, <laughs> 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 no, but but in Albuquerque, you're a professional athlete. Yes. You're a professional athlete until you stand next to one, and you'd be like, oh hey, it's like sitting next to an Escalade, and you're a, in a Prius. Yes. You're like, how? It's like uh, when your quarter-ton truck pulls up next to, like, a yeah. full-size truck. That was yeah. like a personal dig on my Prius, It, it was. Yes. I did yeah. it on Why purpose. Just I was waiting for him to look at me. Say a focus <laughs> or something, man. I'm what? sitting right here, Robert. Whenever we got into t- – so we we flew into Los Angeles yesterday, and we landed at the uh, most famous airport in Los Angeles. And then as we leave, we go to the Enterprise, and I had a little inside baseball here for the friends of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, What yeah. you do – guys, what you do, you book – 
the smallest rental possible at Enterprise. I'm so glad you knew this. You know about this? Yes. Okay. Because I told you what was going to happen. You, <laughs> guys, you lock down yes. the super compact. Yes. You get the smart car. Yes. It costs the least amount of money. There you know you got to move around town. we got to go to SoFi Stadium. Yeah. We got, I got a handful of Teller Vodka right here. We're going to have to go up and take a picture at the Hollywood sign. Yeah. Like, so when we get there and the, the most, like, energetic, lovely oh, yeah. Enterprise lady Ever Customer ever? service was shout out to Jamie. Point. Yeah. Yes. And she said, she says, uh, she says, I don't, I don't think you four boys are going to fit in this. Uh. <laughs> well, well, she wasn't even looking at us. She was looking at the luggage. Yes. She looked past us and was like, Yeah, nah. Hey, because no. for a real van, why you bring so much luggage? What are you talking <laughs> why, about? Hey, why you pack? Why, out? They put it on you. I pack. Well, why you. me? <laughs> I am streamlined. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I, well, I have the least amount of stuff. I brought all of our radio dog, stuff. You brought That's it. why I had the extra luggage. Hold up. Let, uh, let's talk about, you know, before we left Albuquerque, yeah. put the luggage on the weight, whatever it's called. Whose luggage On the scale. Because I'm carrying all of our <laughs> stuff. It says, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> <laughs> I was... <laughs> <laughs> I was literally one, one pound, pound over. Yeah. One pound it was, over. It was the exact siren whenever you go out the wrong way, exit at the Walmart, <laughs> and, like, the thing won't open. That was your luggage. Yes. And, like, the, the sweet old black lady just, like, gave me the, the hands oh, on the yes, hip sugar. Oh, yes, yeah. she did. She's like. Now, you know damn well. And it was, like, this look of <laughs> the look of disapproval that just melted me. Yeah. Only one pound, and she yeah. shot me down like yeah. that. Yeah. Even uh, even on top of that, like even to just make it that much worse, I open up the closet today where we're staying. Like we're sta- we're staying just a couple blocks here from Radio Row, even a couple blocks the other direction to SoFi Stadium. And Van has six of the exact same white button up shirt <laughs> every day. Like you can't just bring every day. three. I got a brand. Low. Like you know what's so funny? I'm the exact opposite. Yeah, I have the Roy G. Biv of shirts. Yeah, sure. Just every color, every every pattern, everything. Yeah. yeah. I like. I'm really excited to to meet this old couch warehouse where all your shirts were made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the, yeah. the fashion district. It's a couple of blocks of that. Hey, that's where we were last yeah. night. Yeah. How many curtains from Grandma's house <laughs> is Robert going through to make his apparel for Radio <laughs> Row this week? Your boys are live at Radio Row. It's Super Bowl. What is it, boys? LVI. Yeah, LVI. LVI. This I was told that means Libby. 56. That's. So I was told by producer Jared Hart that the I means six. Wait, so what? You, so you just have to guess. So he's like, if there's an I at the end, that's <laughs> just it, a well, six. <laughs> what? I'm not saying he's good at math. I'm just saying he maybe knows his letters. I doubt it. No, that doesn't sound right. Not at all. I'm going to Google. <laughs> More live from <laughs> Los Angeles and Radio Row. Whenever we get back, you're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Opening Drive with Jeff Symbietta and J.J. Bach. Weekday mornings from 7 till 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program and welcome back to Radio Row. The boys are live and we are, uh, well, we're just absolutely having the Radio Row time of our lives. Uh, thank you to producer Jared, who's, uh, I didn't, I get the theme now, boys. The rejoin, it's California songs is what it is. Yeah. So, so a world of creativity and cleverness on the end of the technical side. So thank you to producer Jared Hart for making the trip out here with us. Uh, obviously, we've set the table. We've talked about being here. We think some of the people who've been a part of bringing us here. Let's talk a little bit about some NFL news, boys. 
Don't necessarily want to break down the game yet. We'll do that all on Friday. That'll be that'll kind of be the go home. But there are a lot of people out there that are real confident in what's going on, and and they're going to put some money on it, boys. Mm. So according to, are you ready for this? Let's hear it. All right. So according to American Gaming, okay. So they are a social media handler that like covers this kind of information. It's a good source. American Gaming says 31 million people will bet 7.6 bill Woo. on this year's Super Bowl. That's a 31% jump from last year. And 55% of betters, Van, they're taking the Rams. Well, even though the Bengals get the Bengals, home jersey. Bengals. Bengals. Jaguar. Ah. Jaguar. Ah. I didn't know that. Even, even though the Bengals are technically the home team. Really? It's in friggin' Los Angeles. <laughs> That's so the Rams have a home game, right? So you would think they would be an overwhelming favorite. Why well, think aren't they're, they? They got to be in a hotel though, right? They're not at their houses. Like, no if way. They want to be. They can't no, be. No. no way. Not since Barrett Robbins. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say COVID, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes more sense. The, I guess it's a home game for the Rams. I guess. I mean. I've watched some Rams games this year. Number one, I don't think they actually have fans anyways. And then number two, their fans don't show up to the games. Well, well if you're going to pay five grand for a ticket, I think Los Angeles is going to be represented a little more than Cincinnati. No offense, Ohio. That <laughs> makes sense. But, look, we've been here. We've been out in the streets. We've seen the population. How many Rams jerseys have you seen? The, the, zero. the number is zero. 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 Well, zero. we spent a lot, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. A lot of time on Skid Row, and I don't. I mean, there just weren't there weren't jerseys galore out there. Very true. Well, Very you know what? True. There were there were some Michael Vick jerseys while we were out there. I, thought, I saw Allen Iverson. Yeah, that was some, some, Ray, some Ray. Definitely some Ray Lewis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I. All right, so I, aside from all the Aaron Hernandez jerseys. Oh, you beat me to it. Oh, yeah. oh come on, man. Yeah. The, but it, it was a. I don't know. It's it's. I don't see Rams fan. No. That's what I'm saying. Even from you know the airport and. You know, when you come from the airport, the airport is literally a stone's throw uh, from SoFi. Yeah. You still don't – we still didn't see any. None. I mean, the town is painted yeah. blue and yellow. Yes, it is. But as far as, like, Californian, yeah. Los Angelino, right. whatever you say, however you say that, Los not a single Angelinos. bit of Rams gear anywhere. Yeah. Yep. The NFL shop is open. The NFL experience is here. And fans, uh, they have access to it now. But it's tomorrow, the next day, Friday and Saturday, where sure. it's really going to start pouring in. And I didn't even see, like, a specific feature, as we were previewing those things, of Los Angeles Rams. Well, I, I did. Me, okay. me and Van did because we saw the Chargers side and then right next to it. They were kind of intertwined. It was the Rams and the Chargers. Yeah. They both had a centralized – Los Angeles theme. You know, it's the Los Angeles media is out, TV, obviously. And, they're, you know, we sat down in front of, like, a little uh, a reporter with KTLA. And it, you can kind of feel that Los Angeles doesn't necessarily know about sport. Because the question is, do you think it's the Rams or the Bengals? And you're <laughs> like, oh, you're right. Uh, That's what I'm saying. You're right. Yeah, there's, there's the icebreaker. They know what they're supposed to ask. But I'm telling you, I don't feel like Ram fan – is professional well, here, or it's not resonating? I mean, they're, they're more concerned what Lindsay Lohan did at the club last night. Oh, is she available? Than what's I was going to say, I'd be too. Yes. But <laughs> how Matthew Stafford's health is. Well, there's another thing. You know, when we were asked the question by, you know, Los Angeles media, um, me and Van said Cincinnati, 
and you know, I know, I know why I said it. I know why Vance said it. Sure. Yeah. But our sweet, sweet Prince Harambe. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> but the reaction wasn't as you would get in a different city. I sure. agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. That that let me know. Okay, this isn't really a fan city like you were talking about. Yeah. It, well, and and I think because I've been in the game a little bit, boys, and obviously I was a St. Louis Rams. Uh, reporter, I guess I don't know the word. I didn't cover the. I wasn't a beat reporter, but I mean, I hosted talk radio in St. Louis when the Rams were there. You become a fan. You like, have to. You have to. Yeah. You know, yeah. Similar to with us in Albuquerque, you know, we're a fan of the Duke City Gladiators. We're a fan of the Albuquerque Isos. We're a fan of the Runners. We're New Mexico Highlands University. Sure. You know, and it's and it's we're a fan of all these things because we're so adjacent to them. You just you learn the players and the personalities and you make connection. And I don't see it here. Well, do you think a championship would change that though? I think Los Angeles is a very much front-running city. Front-running, yep. bandwagon yeah. city. Yeah. So if they win a championship, I think that's when you'll see, quote-unquote, fans. I agree. Well, it's not exactly fair because both of the Los Angeles teams are both blue and yellow. Very true. They've both only been here for four years. Yep. And this is a Lakers town anyway. Yes, very much. Um, actually, USC is in, in head of both of those teams. I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And UCLA sure. is, depending on the season, not yep. that far behind. Yep. Right. Yeah, there's there's an absolute truth to that as well. We were talking about the betting range and kind of what's going on with the big game. And 31 million people have bet 7.6 bill. Did the math, boys. You ready? Let's hear it. That's an average of $245 per wager. Jeez. So I got 10 Per in. person in the United States of America or per, per the, wager that was? Per the 31 million people okay. that have, have placed a bet. So are you boys putting 250 bucks down in the game? Because I put 25 down on some Super Bowl squares, and I kind of even thought twice about sending that's that. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, actually, to be honest. I uh, do them for fundraisers, though. Okay. I was going to say, that's actually low for a Super Bowl square. I've yeah. seen them like hundreds. I mean, we literally put a hundred down. We a did put a hundred down on one. Yeah. yeah. The well, the twenty-five dollar one. The prize isn't even money. The prize is like a stack of Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. But that money goes towards the Girl Scouts. So it's so you're playing. Don't, don't the Girl Scouts have enough already? The, I tell you what, they don't. They, what here's a, what they never have enough of, and that's hustle. You know who had it way worse than the Girl Scouts? Uh-oh. The Boy Scouts. Oh, come on! Don't do this. Don't do this. Okay, you're, you're right. <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> you're right. Okay, fine. You know, there's people a, are listening, man. Don't do this. <laughs> the Boy Scouts only have to pay one dollar to rent municipal buildings for meetings, and yeah. that's a federal law. So there you go. That's there a we weird go. one. Well, I'm not. You guys know I'm not a huge better. I, when I say huge, I don't bet at all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even a normal no, size. No, no. So, but I do know that is very high on average for someone to bet on any game. Well, it's creeping up is creeping up to double of last year because it could. Well, once we get closer to Sunday, it could just blow past right. the estimates. Hear me out, boys. Who's got the most money? Name the person with the most money. Uh, Elon Musk. Got it. So Elon Musk who we're going to hang out with Friday night at Universal Studios for a quarter and go to the moon. Because I know this is rampant now. I know this is rampant from our boy in Miami. Elon Musk bets all the money on the Rams to win. Okay. And he goes and he pays Zach Taylor off to lose a game. Because I'm telling you it happens. Hmm. Betting is not betting like we think of betting. This is a fix. This is entertainment. So you're saying it's not dumb luck. It's controlled. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is it is calc to the lated. Okay. Because I don't think this money has got this big on accident. I think people know. Uh, I don't think you're correct. Yeah? Well, my thoughts here is it's access to gambling. 
the apps. Ooh, there we go. Everyone okay. has access yeah. to the Caesars app that or whatever sense. it may be. Caesars Sportsbook, whatever it's called now. Bodog, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone has it on their phone. You could just log on, go on the internet, and no matter what state you're in, you get a VPN or whatever yeah. to get a new IP address, and boom, you're in Jersey. Boom, you're in Nevada. Wait, you can wait, make wait, all this, the bets this, you want this, right from the phone. This, this is a lot of detail, man. That's a whole lot of detail. <laughs> How do you think I know this? <laughs> By the way, I'm still in the black yeah. all year. This, yeah. Speaking of Caesar Sportsbook, and this is one we're absolutely going to put over the air because we're very excited about it. Kenny Mayne will be joining us later this week. So oh, we're very excited yes. to have Kenny Mayne on, and he's actually going to be here on behalf of Caesars Palace. So we're going to have a lot of talks about that. And uh, I, well, it's, it's just at Caesars.com, so it's either Caesars Palace or Little Caesars Pizza. But either way, we're going to celebrate. <laughs> either way. Kenny Maine is going to be here uh, or it's Or it's a girl from the South Valley trying to pronounce scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Maine will be joining us uh, on the Wednesday program, and then Trey Wingo will be joining us on either the Thursday or the Friday program, kind of depending on how we're able to lay wow. it out. So real media, guys, I can learn from. This About time. A, like a Ouch. Like a real <laughs> – First, yeah. first you attack my wardrobe, <laughs> then you attack my Prius. And now you're attacking hey, I'm my getting, media capabilities. I'm getting you guys back for the I'm a bad DJ in the car, okay? I'm getting you guys back for that. All well, right. you're just trying not to twist the car into reverse <laughs> accidentally. Oh, By the way, a little, little behind-the-scenes yeah, action. Yeah. Our rental car, our minivan, yes. has a dial for the, the park, reverse, drive, neutral. Yes. And it's two inches <laughs> Away from the volume. <laughs> so you could, you go, hey, turn this up, Robert. Yeah, yeah you, you turn the bass up and you're in reverse. And you just blow the transmission. At 65 miles an hour. I, mean, I know we're up against, are we up against the break? I know we're close, but whenever we did get this upgraded minivan because we reserved the little compact car. And so they give us like a hybrid minivan. Sure. Uh, right. It's very nice. Yeah, it's insanely nice. Yeah. And when you I didn't even know they still made Chryslers, but this, this is the nicest one. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> And when you put it into drive, there's zero noise. And we knew there was zero noise because Robert was failing at the DJ. And there was like, – Robert's well, like, well, first of all, I thought I turned the knob, but you didn't know we were in neutral. That's what it was. That's the problem that you were having. And that's the problem I was having. And I said, I'm not touching anything at all until I so, read it first properly. Robert, you're a Southern California native. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You grew up here. Yeah. So as we're driving from the airport to here, Radio Row, which is uh, right outside the Crypto.com Currency Center. Oh, in it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> don't like it. I'm, not, I'm like, hey, where's this exit go, Robert? He goes, part of town you don't want to go to. <laughs> okay. Sweet. I'm like, I'm like, hey, does this look like a shortcut to you, Robert? He's like, nope, that's going to end up. Nope, that's the one. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, you're not giving me anything, but everything I ask, you're fighting. Like, like you're, you, you're wanting to go where we don't need to go yes. in a minivan. That's all I'm saying. Is this a shortcut? Yeah. Yes. yes. It's a shortcut to a carjack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's... So I'm, I'm trying to look at street signs. I'm trying to get around. I'm like, I'm like, what's this word, Robert? It's like Spanish. He's like, it's not Spanish. It's California. I'm like, I'm like, it's F- Figueroa, F- J- Johnny Figure. Well, You're like, don't even worry about it, Fred. Just nope. look at this Nipsey Hustle um, mural painted on the side of a CBD shop. Well, first of all, no one here calls it Figueroa. It's called the host roll. Okay, <laughs> that's what it's called. I'm just letting y'all know right now. <laughs> Literally one of the buildings are called that. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> I was like, why is that sign graffitied Hosro? Yeah. 
And every so in the blacks are interesting here near the venue because it's so you have you have like major intersections, right? And you have yeah. what I would call high end luxury condo apartments. Yeah. And the one block over you have a liquor store and a rice house you and a in a church next to it that yes. owns everything <laughs> involved. I'm like, this is the weirdest city. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been going from here? Oh uh, wow, fifteen. Does it look the same? No. Not even close. Right? Not at all. That's what I was saying. It's like it's one street is gentrified. The other street was not touched. It, yeah. It's like a piano keys. It's like that. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. how it is. I will stay like. on the white keys for the remainder. <laughs> exactly. All right. Update. We just found our first Chargers shirt. Oh, good. All right. Did? The, first, the first piece of L.A. sports yes. memorabilia <laughs> yes. has just, just walked into the up. building. I gave her thumbs yeah. up for the Chargers <laughs> And she shirt. didn't know why. And so. she's like, okay, yeah. why is this they, weird yeah. guy? She's like, what's this, thumbs up? what's this former pro athlete doing <laughs> giving me a thumbs up? Well, he does up. have a yellow shirt on, so. <laughs> let's, let's grab a break so Robert can stop adjusting that microphone. Whenever we get back, more <laughs> Two Men On, which is brought to you by the YNCA of Central New Mexico. Thank you so very much to them for being a part of the program. Obviously, our friends at O'Neill. We're not live from there on Thursday because your boys are at Radio Row. And then finally, the Electric Playhouse, where in March we start our wiffle ball and dodgeball leagues on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Two Men On, live from Radio Row in Los Angeles, is brought to you by Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Back live from Radio Road, and we are on the road today with Chisholm Trail RV, and we're having a lot of fun with it. And can you believe we have so many canned Teller drinks here at the table? Yeah, we do. <laughs> like, I'm currently, yes. I'm holding in front of me the Lemonade Vodka Cocktail from Teller, which is Safe House Distillery. Sure, sure, sure. Right. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, like, there's like 150 radio stations here. People are noticing we got the drinks. Yeah. Like, I'm just, yeah. I'm not that guy, but I'm the guy that's saying people are noticing the guys. They're noticing the guys. So we're having a lot of fun with it while we're out here. Uh, some of these lights are bright on some of these setups, though, right? Oh, yeah. yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing how bright do you need to be? How much makeup do you have on yeah. that you need to be this lit? Some of these LEDs are like that pickup truck behind you on the highway that is just <laughs> like, what are you doing? I cannot, yeah. I cannot see. But maybe they're all powered by OE Solar. And OE Solar has allowed us to be out here at the Super Bowl because our trip is polar, but powered by OE. OE Solar. Uh, 4th Street? Is that where it's at, man? Well, I, uh, first. First Street. First Street. Yeah. I'm seeing all these lights out of the corner of my eyes. I used to be a really big astronomy guy. Yeah. And okay. so I could, like, make out constellations. Like, we got Orion over here. Okay. And then we got Taurus over here. Uh-huh. Uh, if I If I wink a little bit, that's definitely Taurus. That's a, okay. Noted. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Down a little bit. <laughs> what? You're learning something new about me all the time. Uh, seriously. Yeah. I, I have the Not app. all of it's good. I have the app that draws lines between stars in the sky. And every Why? time. Why? Well. <laughs> what, is, what are we talking about? I think, I, I think he's referring to sky map. <laughs> I don't. Drawing lines you know in between the stars? And it tells you, like, what is what. And you hold it up to the sky. Even if first it's, off, they're called constellations. Okay. Y'all. I, yeah. Y'all. I, I don't even know how I'm friends with y'all right this now. Is, like, take, you can take a couple so minutes off. This so useless right now. <laughs> you put your phone to the sky, let it drop lines to the next star? It's like it shows you the <laughs> like, what? The, show- the constellations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Ah. All right, so I just learned about Robert in our short <laughs> So you hate ghost hunting and you hate consolation. Well, it's just space does nothing for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I've never looked in the sky and been like, you know what? 
I want to go to that shiny yeah. place. No, I'm cool right here. I'm good. I'm good. And er, so all, inside baseball for the friend at home, this morning we're getting ready to leave uh, from where we're staying on the on our way over here, and you're, like, hitting me up with, like, hey, like, you watched Unsolved Mysteries as a kid, right? Yeah. And I'm like, what? He's like, he's like, yeah, but the good one, not the bogus Jonathan Franks one yeah, from no. Star Trek. You need the Robert Stack OG <laughs> like, one, I'm that like, one. With not enough sports talk outside the show. <laughs> I could never finish an episode of Unsolved Mysteries yeah. because once he starts talking about it, just immediate fear yes. just crippled. Yes. yes. <laughs> Update. If, <laughs> obviously, we have some other people that have allowed us to be out here this week, and we're going to make sure we give them their just due. Thank you to TCS. Yes, very much yeah, so. Yeah, TCS, uh, located. You know, you got the address on that in front of you, right? Well, actually, I don't have the, the actual address, yeah. but we'll we'll look it up. Um, <laughs> it's on San Mateo. It is north of Catherine. That's oh, what I'm up, saying. Up, new update. San Mateo First Rams yes. hat. We got our first Rams oh, hat. Okay. So we have a fan. All right, go Los Angeles. And I think he has a matching shirt on, too, so that's definitely a fan. Obviously, thank you to New Mexico Highlands, who's a big part of having us out here. And New Mexico Highlands is about – it's about an hour and a half north of Albuquerque, New Mexico. But it has D1-level athletes playing in their sports at a D2 school. And they bring in a lot of New Mexican kids. They use the scholarship program. They use the lottery well. They give kids an opportunity in the state. So if you are a young athlete or the parent of a young athlete and you're looking to introduce your child to collegiate sports, New Mexico Highlands is a strong possibility for you – Every, like cowboy or cowgirl, it's the absolute best. And obviously the Duke City Gladiators are about to kick off in March, boys. There we go. So they're doing their open tryouts here at the end of February. That is going to be a world of excitement for them. Keep your eyes out for the boys. Yeah, 100%. Because we are going to try out and fail miserably. Uh, yes. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Van, I know you had the missus stay with the dog while you were gone, but you could have had your dog put at Premier Pets Grooming. Premier Pets Grooming is a proud sponsor of this trip and how fortunate we are to have them. So it's training, it's grooming, and it's boarding over at Premier Pets. So make sure you're checking out Premier Pets if you're looking for the option for your pet as you stay out of town. So just pets or pets and pet owners? Because uh, <laughs> I could use some help. Question Is it mark? cheaper than Airbnb? I will Question hang out mark. with dogs if it's cheaper than Airbnb. <laughs> TCS is at 814 San Mateo. Check them out for yes. your CBD needs once. And then uh, the air conditioning has come on in full blast here. So whenever we do the BS show tonight live from Radio Row, we will be wearing the uh, – we will definitely be wearing the Black Kings. Yes, we will. Yeah, you will. I, I don't feel like I can – I like how you said we. I was going <laughs> with we. <laughs> we are Black Kings. Yes. I will 100% wear a Black Kings hoodie. There we go. Yeah. There we go. I don't think they got one in Smedium, so – Yeah, it was pretty big. Yeah, so <laughs> – just don't know if it's going to work out for you the Black way you think Kings it is. Black Kings in swaddling clothes. Well, I don't think that's a, a good <laughs> – it's not a good ring to it. <laughs> Whenever we get back from the break, let's explore a little bit more, boys, the line. Let's talk a little bit more about what's going on between these two teams. And if you want to be part of the $31 million that are putting at least $245 down, it can't be that balance, right? It's got to be some $10 bets and some $10 million bets. Well, yeah. Houston, Gallery Furniture, Houston, Texas, Mattress Mac put $4.5 on the Bengals. Sheesh. So that's a lot of 245s right there. David Busters presents your boys. We're live from Radio Row, and we are enjoying it. Thank you to John Lopez of Coldwell Banker Real Estate. Excuse me. You just been one week away. <laughs> John Lopez of Coldwell Banker Legacy. is He's allowed us to take the studio on the road. And then New Mexico Pinon, who I started my day with at our Airbnb. Whenever we get back, more. Two men on a 95.9 FM and AM 610.
the sports animal. Now, now betting for the, for the sports, sports animal, animal. Your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number two, two men, men on, Van Nunley, Nunley and Fred, Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on-deck circle, circle. Robert, Robert Buck D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Welcome back to Radio Row. Welcome back, friends of the show. Well, we're having just about the best time we could possibly have them. First hour is in the books. It was a good one. Got some fun interviews coming up. I think it's 6.30. We're going to try to get Randy Grimes on. So that's going to be good. Former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He's telling his story. and he's, Great story. Yeah, he's yes. got a good one. He's got a good one. So we're going to bring that to you. We're excited to do that. Uh, also, boys, no tease here, but I uh, just got an email about what I'm going to say. I'm just gonna, I'm just going to say we might have one of the most prominent sports voices ever in Albuquerque on the program. I'm not going to say who. Okay. I'm not going to say when. Okay. But I'm just saying uh, it's in the works. It's in the works, boys. Putting Heck it, of a tease there. Yeah, putting it out in the atmosphere. Yeah. I got you. you well, I'm willing it into fruition. I got I'm, you. I'm willing it. I mean, because when, when you got the pool like we got, when you got – I mean, when you sit down and you say, hey, guys, we're here. People know we're here. Uh, I don't want to brag, but I'm like one of four dudes in blazers here, so they know I mean business. They, well, they turn the air on to make everyone else get on your level. Cause I'm, it is. <laughs> I'm definitely going to join the blazer yes. gang after today. There's, the I, air yes. conditioner works really good. It's very, yeah. It is very good. Very strong. So it's actually a reason that cities like uh, Los Angeles exist, <laughs> because without refrigerated air, it's unbearable here at points during the summer. It's uh, unlivable, even. It's too hot. It is too dang hot. We were talking a lot about sports betting in hour one. We were laughing with it. But there are actual numbers out there, boys. Anything enticing you going on with the big game this upcoming Sunday? Yeah, man, the uh, the Bengals and the Rams weirdly both average 27.1 points a game. That is weird. So if you put those two together, you got 54.2, which is way over the over of 48 and a half. Okay. So it almost seems like a lock to hit the over. You know, also – in the overs' favor, Sean McVay, offensive coach, is playing against one of his protégés, Zach Taylor, also an offensive coach. So they're going to pull out every single stop they have. So I really like the over in this one, even though the Rams do have a very good defense and the Bengals have an above-average defense. I'm a big fan of the over. Um, I like the parlays. I love those type of bets, yeah. even though I'm not a betting person. If I were to bet, it would definitely be a parlay bet, especially for the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm looking here. The odds for Matt Stafford to throw over 375 yards and over three passing yards plus 1,000. Like, come on, man. Like 1,000 to one for – 375 and and you you parlay the prop bets together exactly 370 and three and touchdowns. three touchdowns above that's not that bad above like if you look at what he's been doing in the playoffs you're like okay and I I love the prop bets too yeah the weirder they get the more I'm into them the the one I'm always a fan of is because I think it's the last six Super Bowls in a row the team that wins the coin toss loses the game. And to me, that's a no-brainer one because it's like get seven in a row. There's no way. No pass way. line. No. Bet yeah. the pass line. Uh-huh. <laughs> like boy, like that's where your bet should be. Bet on the team that wins the coin flop, winning the game. Like now is time. 
So those little bets to me are the ones that jump out as like, that's fun, that's weird, that's niche, and I have a rooting interest the entire time. 106.5 for Cooper Cup. That's the over-under on receiving. Well, you know the Bengals are going to key in on him, obviously. He's going to get double teamed or even a spy. But you can't just let Odell Beckham Jr. run around either. Right. So, I mean, I like the over on that one as well because he's going to get his. Um, so, I'm looking here. The first person to score a touchdown who has the best odds is Cooper Cup. Uh, they have him at uh, plus 500. That, that 106.5 is plus 650. So, in, and for oh. those, and as betting has become, like, more popular, maybe we should explain it like we're five, right? Sure. So, at plus 650, that means you have to, if you risk $100, you have a chance to win $650. Yes. Right. That's not, it's not overly complex, right. but I do realize it's a language that not necessarily Not everyone, everyone knows. Yeah. Right. right. So, now, if you didn't know, now you know. And if you want to know more, well, this is going to be the show for it, because obviously, this stuff I love. I lo- uh, well, I like it when you put it into money value. Yeah. That's where that's where it makes sure. sense for me. I'm like, okay, put it in the money sense, then I'm all in. I got it. And I love how it's like as if you're betting a hundred. Yeah. Not not a dollar. Not a dollar. Not yeah. ten. A yeah. hundred. Yeah. Like everyone just throws a hundred down. Like that's the standard bet. Like, come on, man. I wor- I'm, I manage a Arby's. I'm not betting a hundred dollars <laughs> every single time. Well, I'm, I'm what look- it, put it in to Arby's. <laughs> yeah. Put it in the Arby's manager terms. Cooper Cup be is like, like plus six and a half. Then wouldn't it? Well, I'm I'm looking at all these these prop bets. Cooper Cup is the odds-on favorite for a lot of them. Sure. Super Bowl well, MVP, first person to score a touchdown. Should be league MVP, except I mean, obviously, you can't not give it to Aaron Rodgers because to. That's too diva-esque. He, for what he's done for the medical community? That's what I'm right? saying. He shouldn't get the MVP no matter what. Cooper Cup's the MVP, but you give it to Aaron Rodgers because if you don't, then he gets to go full conspiracy Rodgers against oh, the NFL, yeah. and the NFL don't want that trouble. Gotcha. Like Because Cooper Cup don't care. Cooper Cup would love to be the MVP, sure. You know how many people Cooper Cup's going to tell that he's upset if he's not? Zero. Sure. None. Yeah, he's, he, out, he's out here grinding. So you guys don't think he'll turn into, like, Antonio Brown later in his career? Because think Antonio Brown had the attitude of Cooper Cup for years. Then all of a sudden. He got hit in the head. Yeah. He's, he's A.B. I don't well, see him doing I mean, that. Vontez Burfix out the league, right? So he can't Antonio Brown. Yeah, Cooper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the names turn into verbs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you t- what did you just tell me Antonio Brown started doing yesterday? Oh, so this is actually today. Oh. He is the president of Kanye West wing of sports. It's called Donda Sports. Is that elected or appointed? Uh, <laughs> cannot have been elected. Okay. I think he just made it up yesterday. Well, no. I mean, it, was, it was a unanimous vote by the old Kanye, <laughs> oh, the yeah. new Kanye, yeah. and the Kanye Kanye. There we go. And all, three, all three of them. Don't forget Ye. Yeah, Ye. yeah. That's old Kanye Ye was like Y E, and the new Kanye added the S. He was like, yes. That's, yeah, all, <laughs> yeah. All five of his personalities were Say, unanimous. Yes, you have the job now. <laughs> all right. So, well, and, and Antonio Brown, like, no matter what, he's like, I'm gonna be at the Super Bowl, and here's how he's doing it. So he's president of Yee's Donda Sports. And locks down $2 million. Wait, wait, wait. We just had a whole two minutes we just, we talking un- about yay. And he comes with the Bible verse ye. Why <laughs> ye apostrophe S is basically yes. But I'm, I feel like I'm giving it. Well, I would have been liked if you said yes instead of ye. 
I mean, I'm going with what I got. Like, I'm just, I'm reading. It's not reading to me. I'm glad he didn't say yes, because, like, Donda already got picked up by the Yes Network. That was fast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Locks down a $2 million Super Bowl suite, quote, for the kids. What does that mean? Huh? What is going on Who's here? kids? So it was, yeah, well, so after Antonio Brown joins Kanye's uh Donda Sport. What is Donda? Donda what is that? Is that that's, a well? Okay, so let's let me give you the history. That's actually the name of his mother, and that's the name of his last album. And the the next album will be called Donda Two. So that's what that is. T O O. Well, at least you didn't say thou. <laughs> Ye and thou. <laughs> so just in a tweet. So this is crazy to me. So Antonio Brown's like. This is for the next generation, and he's got, like, this $2 million bill for the owner's suite, which holds 18 people. I don't see an identification of who, like, what kids are going. Like, why are you, are you just, did you just get a suite for $2 million and claim it's for children? He's going to pick up a bunch of kids on the way. There we go. Because we saw a bunch in the streets last night. <laughs> so there's not a shortage of spare kids around here. So giving out the Donda experience is actually just, like, making you think something's going to happen. Well, well, he did have a church. You know, he did all, anything he says he wants to do, he ends up doing it. You got so. a church that you got to pay to go to. Well, that's called church. No, no. <laughs> that's, that's tithing. I, I can't go to church broke. I'm going to tell you that. Much. I don't know how many black churches you've been to, but. Van, how many black churches have you been Zero. to? Just, just one. I mean, just one. Did you yeah. pay? Yeah. Did you well, pay? I was raised by a black woman. Like, it's, it's, we can go into that later. You had to pay. <laughs> a lot more off-the-air stories whenever you're We're not. learning so much about Vans today. <laughs> when you're dialed into the podcast, get that at TalkABQ. Thank you to all of our sponsors that are allowing us to be out here on this trip to Radio Row. We're having a lot of fun with it. Thank you to everyone who's traditionally there with us, including O'Neill's, which we will not be at this Thursday, but we will come back to next week when we get back from the Super Bowl. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Two Men On, live from Radio Row in Los Angeles, is brought to you by Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Welcome back to the program, and welcome back to Radio Row. Your boys are out here. We're laughing a lot. We're playing a lot. We are about to sit down with our friend Randy Grimes and talk about what's going on in his world and his new book that's coming out today, so we're going to have a lot of laughs with that. All right, boys, you've been settled in now for about a day and a half. Radio Row is um, its a very fortunate experience. You know, thank you to obviously the sponsors that are involved with having us here and Cumulus and KNML and, and all the, the powers that be. But give me your first impressions. You know, we haven't really talked about that yeah. yet. Give me, like, like what does it feel? Because this is not my first Super Bowl. What is your, what is your energy on your first Super Bowl? Okay, the energy in here is amazing. Hold on, man. Let's turn you back up. Yeah. <laughs> He's he's a little low. Uh, yeah, all right. there we check go. One, two, check one, two. Yeah, we we're, on, we we're on the road. Speaking speaking of electric energy, yeah. let's turn my electric energy up. It's no, it's absolutely electric in here. Like it, the place is a buzz, and from what I understand, it's just going to keep getting busier and busier and busier. Closer we get to Super Bowl Sunday, but my impression is I was wildly overwhelmed at first, and like just now getting my sea legs. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel the same way because when we first walked into the convention center after we got credentialed. My neck was on a swivel. Yeah, I sure. was just like, oh, what my is this? goodness. What is this? Yeah, but but like I was telling you guys earlier, now that you see the other side of the television production of things, it's really down to earth. It's, it's not big, shiny 
you know, overwhelming, but it kind of is because you're just an arm's length away from someone who's huge in not only TV but radio and the Internet. And everyone's been, like, so kind and inviting yeah. and helpful. Yeah. I thought there'd be, like, some, like, perpetual Biggie Tupac beef going on <laughs> with, like, all these other competing us, radio us stations. Us in El Paso radio? Yeah, yeah 100% yeah. yes. They're out there just shining brass knuckles, yep. staring us down. But, no, everyone's been, like, super mm. nice and accommodating. But to be fair. Uh, to be fair. If I see those bottom feeders El Paso up here, I swear to God, dude, I'm not. <laughs> there's nothing that's going to be able to keep me from the anger that will overwhelm me, possess me, and then put me in places <laughs> that I don't ever want to mentally and physically be again. And, and big shout-out to our friends in Las Cruces. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They need to move further away from El Paso. Yeah. Las Cruces, you're wonderful. Yes. El Paso, sniff no. a bag of farts for okay, all I, I care. I thought you were lumping them together for a second. Well, oh, they're like, gosh, oh, no. They're like 20 oh, minutes, no. they're 20 minutes okay. away from each other. Yeah, just, just making sure. There's a wild difference. Well, here's the wild difference. There's not a single redeeming quality about El Paso. <laughs> That's Wow. That is the wild difference if I've ever had one. But, Fred, I want to go back to what you were talking about, yeah. about the atmosphere and the buzz. It is super electric. I don't want to downplay any of this. We were just looking at Justin Jefferson right next to us. He's, and that, to me, was just mind-boggling. Like, this is a guy I've been watching on TV score touchdowns, do the gritty dance, and he's right there, just sitting there chilling. The what dance? Don't worry about it. We'll talk about <laughs> it. We'll, I'll have you gritty in by the weekend. What is that? Why don't, did, don't worry. You took the word and made it a verb. Yeah, that's what you sure, do. Sure, sure, sure. That's what you do. Not, not to be confused with the Philadelphia Flyers mascot, <laughs> Gritty. 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 is a dance. It's I, a dance, man. I'm yeah. not trying to criticize you, oh, but I don't know yeah, if okay. I understand what this dance is. I don't know if I get the complaint. Do it right now for the – No. You, what? Never. <laughs> Justin Jefferson was just right there. I'm, I can't gritty now. No. I, I, I appreciate that Fred is just trying to learn this at least. Thank that, you. That shows true grit right, right. there. It's, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's awesome. True grit, a Matt Damon film, which <laughs> I am a fan of. Well, at least Matt Damon. Uh, well, I'm so old. I was going to say John Wayne, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they need a remake? What? <laughs> Live from the Super Bowl, a lot of NFL talk going on around us. But I tell you, it feels like the news cycle has, like, slowed considerably from the NFL. I feel like there's been a little bit of a filter on what's getting out outside of Alvin Kamara. <sighs> That's what happens when something that unfortunate happens. Mm. Boys. Oh, yeah. the pictures of Boys. his victim came out today? Boys. He got the, he got the grit kicked out of him. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know this happens <laughs> – this all gets reported in phases. You hear the story, you see the pictures, you know what's next, the video. Sure. And it's it's just going to get right. worse and worse. The second Las Vegas police are done with that video, it's coming out for public consumption. Yeah, it has to by law. Yeah. Yeah, and you know there's um, I always talk about this. It's a terrible story, but I think it's a really good example is Ray Rice. So when Ray Rice got in trouble years ago yes. for his domestic abuse, uh, he lost a game check. He, I think he had to sit out for a minute. But people were like, okay, this seems – okay, cool. He's, he's paid his due. Yeah. And then the video came out. Yeah. And when the video came out of the elevator incident and, and what he did to his significant other, that was when it was, oh, he's actually done. He's done. out of there. Yeah. And it's seeing it makes it far worse. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Words do no justice to the violence. Um, we just saw the – picture van you pulled up the the picture of the victim i don't know if i want to see the video no yeah that's how i feel right now well i've seen i've already seen the video okay 
and uh, when Tupac and his death row posse no. beat the guy in Las Vegas, that's the exact same uh, situation. Oh, no. Oh. So if, if you've seen that video, you've seen this video. Oh, that's bad then. We yeah, were, he's going to be in the biggest of trouble. Yeah. We were talking about this last night as we were moving through L.A. a little bit. We were saying, you know, hey, there's something about having the energy where, like, you're able to rise to the occasion on something. But to go and to look to create the occasion, Alvin Kamara and your boys, that to me is a energy that just has no place in a public world. Right. Like, interacting with others and taking your celebrity status out in a way to where you look to – just combat well and then the another bad thing is it's connected with pro bowl weekend so yeah you know this is this was the first pro bowl in vegas right vegas is not get it back to hawaii it's too much in vegas give vegas a break by the way (laughs) (laughs) just just go to blue man group and have a nice steak dinner that's still too much (laughs) Let's 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 Celine yeah. Dion this. Yeah. All right? oh, okay. That's what you do. Okay. There's actually a group on for zombie burlesque. Guys, go to that. <laughs> see that it's. I know it's a slightly off or whatever there at the Bellagio, but just go. Like stay mellow. But hey, I don't know if anything could get me to live a life in Vegas. No. Like it's just uh, money. I think money is the answer. Hey, mo- the, money. The, the people that are getting in trouble, they got money. Like, yeah. like I'd rather not have money and not be in that trouble. But I'm saying they're giving the money away because all of the lawsuits, just the, the, the legal problems, the legal system that they get themselves he's, into. He's facing five, boys. Yeah. Five years in prison for battery resulting in serious bodily injury. And he and the three other men who beat that duo unconscious, they're all facing it too. Sure. Yeah. So, As they should. Yeah. yeah. 23 kicks, nine stomps to the head. Oh, my gosh. Here's the, also. I know Alvin Kamara has seen the movie Friday. Yes. If there's any lesson learned, take care of your business one-on-one with your fist. Don't bring the crew in on it. Don't stomp people so, when they're down. That's, it, it's not a movie. That's the thing. Because a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people agree with you. It's like, hey, well, mano, mano, one-on-one. Sounds Real good. life ain't a movie. Sounds sure. good. But you always have these guys are trying to solidify their position in the posse sure and i had your back i'm with you and that's what happened all right let's grab a break we're about to sit down with our friend randy grimes and whenever we get back we're going to tell his story and talk about his new book that is coming out and we're excited to well i haven't read it just came out today i haven't today. got it yet yeah. so we're going to get spoilers we didn't, we didn't get an advanced copy this morning <laughs> no but we'll be back right after the break with friend of the show randy grimes listen to two men on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal the opening drive with Jeff Symbietta and JJ Bob. Weekday mornings from 7 till 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. California, here we come. Right back where we started from. Welcome back to the program. The boys are live at Radio Row. And one of the most fortunate parts of being at Radio Row is being able to find individuals, uh, not just like adjacent to football, but football proper, who are telling their stories. And often we are able to tell those stories that are outside the playing days, outside the lines. And we're doing that with our new friend of the show, Randy Grimes, who uh, – you got a big. You got a new release today. You get your today, books out. Yeah, your book huge, is yeah. out today, off Randy. Off center, the book is out today. A memoir of addiction, recovery, and redemption in professional football. Um, and I tell you what, I'm. I got goosebumps not from the cold air, but just from uh, having an opportunity. It is cold. <laughs> <laughs> having an opportunity. My nipples are going to crack this off is, here. Man. All right, cut that off. Cut <laughs> that off, Jared. We need that clip. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you put. 
man, you put your life in a book. I, did. I poured my heart out in 234 pages. That's exactly right. Oh, my right. gosh. But a ghostwriter, right? You didn't have to put it pen to ink? Well, I mean, I did my share. Come on, That's man. There we go. He's <laughs> not giving me any credit. Yeah. So, Randy, uh, 10 years in the league, obviously the best jerseys in the history of football. Creamsicle, With right. the creamsicle in Tampa Bay. Um, but a lot of that journey wasn't all bright lights and shine, right? You had a lot going on in your personal life, and that's what's in this story. That's exactly what's in this story. You know, my, my, my rookie year, I had a locker next to Leroy Selman, and the first thing I learned from Leroy is that football wasn't a game anymore. It was now a job. And the second thing I learned from him was you do whatever you have to to stay out on the field. Yeah. Now, obviously, Leroy didn't mean that I was going to take handfuls of pain pills every day, but that's what I took it to mean because I was the guy willing to do whatever I had to. I was not going to get that reputation of always being on the injury report or always being in the training room or always missing practice because that was the reputation you were never going to get away from in what was sure to be a short NFL career. So, you know, I, I, you know, I justified it so easy. I looked at it like a necessary evil. I mean, it was so available. You know, I was getting it from team doctors or team trainers or team mates, you know, and and uh, so I just thought that was the culture of the league, and I was willing to do it because I wanted to be the best center that ever played the game. Right. I wanted to get that next big contract. I wanted to be an all-pro. I wanted to feed my family. See, these are crazy ways that I justified that necessary evil that was really turned into a full-blown addiction. And, you know, I had five head coaches in 10 years. I had six different offensive line coaches. And that last coach that I had, Sam Weish, I remember him telling me that my services wouldn't be needed anymore in Tampa. Uh, And I remember raking everything out of my locker into a black trash bag and walking out the back door and Randy Grimes, the football player, didn't exist anymore. And I struggled for a long time figuring out who I was when I wasn't Randy Grimes, when I didn't have that uniform to put on anymore. I didn't have that playbook to look at anymore, that itinerary to go by. I I struggled in the transition, and that was just throwing gasoline on an already raging dumpster fire. That was the addiction that was going on. Now that transitional trauma on top of that. So that's what the book's about. And uh, it's about my journey out of darkness back into the light. And you know what? It was a... It was a healing process for the Grimes family because everybody in my family had a platform in the book. So that's the beautiful thing about this whole thing. Whether the book is successful or not, it was a healing process for the Grimes. You know, the healing process that takes me to my next question is talking about your story is awfully therapeutic right the therapeutic process are you an open guy or was this difficult to get your no I've I've been very open about it you know when I came into treatment almost 13 years ago there was nothing out there for former players and I knew that my wife just so happened at the very end she she was willing to make one more call for me and whoever she talked to that day up in Park Avenue in New York at the league office knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody and that's how I got to treatment on September 22nd 2009 but That's why I started Professional Athletes in Recovery, because I wanted to be that bridge. I knew there was a lot of guys out there just like me who were suffering in silence with that warrior mentality who, you know, for whatever reason, pride, ego, guilt, or shame, would not put their hand up and ask for help. And I wanted to be that bridge between those players and resources because I had got together with the Player Care Foundation that had just formed. We started reaching out to a lot of those guys that I knew were out there suffering. And uh, all of a sudden, man, they were coming out of the woodwork, former NFL players 
doctors and uh, everybody, you know, struggling with the same issues, chronic pain, self-medication, trauma, not having that game anymore, not having that uniform anymore. And over the last, you know, 12 and a half years, I've been able to help hundreds and hundreds of not only former NFL players, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, jockeys, man, those poor guys, they're they're a hell of a lot more beat up than us football players are. Uh, Golfers, MMA fighters, uh, uh, tennis players, you know, I've just been, it's almost like God was preparing me to do the work that right. I do now and all the pain that I put everybody through. So, you know, with Off Center, um, we, we're talking about how it affects athletes. Mm-hmm. But how would this affect someone who's never played a sport before? Because I've seen that you've done a lot of talking to big groups, and it has nothing to do with athletes. So that's what I wanted to well, kind of steer in that direction. Well, and I wrote I wrote this book. There's two stories that go on in this book, and they parallel each other throughout the whole book. One of them is a fictitious intervention where I'm introducing you to characters that have all these traits, the enabling, the codependency, the, the stigma that's associated with with uh, addiction and these two stories parallel i've got my story that's going on and i've got the intervention going on and it clearly it clearly uh defines what each chapter is it either says the intervention or randy's story and i i think and the two stories go back and forth on each other because i pull a lot of the the characteristics out of the intervention that apply to my own addiction and what my family went through. And uh, so everybody's going to be able to get something out of this book. It's an educational tool. It's for coaches. It's for parents. It's for loved ones that have somebody struggling with addiction. And uh, I I, I just think it's going to be an awesome book. I think it's going to help a lot of people. Joining us on the program, Randy Grimes, Pro Athletes in Recovery, dot org and wstreatment.com white sands the the program that is my athletes in recovery program is at white sands treatment center in tampa the founder of athletes in recovery and his new book out today off center my question randy to you is uh it's about fellowship it's a thing we put a real spotlight on on the program can you talk a little bit about the fellowship of athletes who have had this struggle? Do they come together in a, in a group? And of that group, is there is there a commitment to it that they need in that recovery process? You know, people ask me all the time what I miss most about football. It's not the game. I don't miss being out on right. the field. I miss the locker room. Yeah. Mm. And that's what recovery has given me back is to be in a fellowship of like-minded people, people that have been to those deep, dark places that I've been to through addiction. Same with the guys that I help. And, uh, you know, the guys that I've been able to help over the years and, and, and girls, uh, you know, yeah, we still have that fellowship. We all stay together. We, and that's part of what Athletes in Recovery is all about is staying accountable. I know with me, that was what helped me get sober was to be accountable. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's what it's all about. So, yeah, that's a great question. And the fellowship is strong. I love that. I'm, yeah, very excited about that. So I used to be a quarterback in high school until I blew my knee out. And I have a special relationship with my center. And I'll see if you have this with some of your former quarterbacks. Whenever they see me after a long time, they bend over and say, oh, see okay. if it still fits. <laughs> so I put, I put I don't my know. hand. I, there might be something more going yeah, on there. Yeah. I'm not I'm worried you know, about you, that. Yeah. You, you don't see your old quarterbacks and say, hey, get, get no, in there. They, they, I, that's the first time I've heard that. And I'm actually a center who runs into a lot of quarterbacks. So I, I'm, I'm going to have to drug test you. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, please don't. <laughs> don't let the mullet fool you. It's all real. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, so I, I just want to talk about present football. You know, the, the Bucks are losing the, the greatest, the GOAT of all time. 
Uh, do you think it will take long for the organization to get back on top? Depends on who they bring in. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, I think if they go out and get a veteran, but even more importantly, how many of those great veterans are they going to be able to retain like they did last year? Right. You know, so that's going to, that's the biggest question as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, I think they'll go out, they'll sign a good quarterback. They've got some great talent around him. I think they'll be okay. Will they, will they ever be what they were the last two years? I don't know. But uh, I know with Coach Aarons, I'm confident that he's a player's coach. You know, all he's got to do is continue to herd the cats. He's got great coordinators, great uh, assistant coaches. Uh, I think Tampa's set for a few years. I just whether or not they can get back to the big game, I don't know. But what I do, what I am grateful to Brady for, obviously the Super Bowl and, and the great great year they had now. But you know that that championship culture that he brought yeah, to yeah. that young Buccaneer team, mm -hmm. and uh, that that win at all cost and it's never over attitude. You know, and that's only somebody like Brady could bring that in. You know, sure. Randy Grimes, the author of Off Center and ProAthletesInRecovery.org and WSTreatment.com, which is the White Sands Treatment Center. Randy, how many years are you in recovery? Uh, I've come in up on 13. Congratulations. Wow. A little over 12 and a half right now. Thank that's, you very much. That's a gigantic deal. Any final words before we let you go? Anything for the friends of our show? I just want my message to be that I want people to know that it's okay to not be okay, but you got to raise your hand and ask for help. Ooh, there there's is. help yes. out there. Oh, give your boy goosebumps. Yes. <laughs> Randy, thank you so much. I was thank you. You're going to stick around for two seconds. We're going to take a photo. And whenever we get back, more live from Radio Row. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Opening Drive with Jeff Symbietta and J.J. Buck. Weekday mornings from 7 till 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The, the Sports, Sports Animal. Animal. Welcome back to Radio Row, and a, uh, I mean, a fun friend of the show is what it is. So, Howard Howard Balzer is joining us, who's a Hall of Fame uh, voter, contributor, talk show host, Hall of Fame everything, Howard. And <laughs> and you've called the program many times, and obviously we've talked a lot, but this is the first time meeting Van and Robert, and yes. how disappointed yes. are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm never disappointed to meet anybody. Yes. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that, that's what's great about Radio Row. Radio Row is like... Reunion, yes, every yeah. year yeah. to a degree. But plus, as you know, as you be, as you become an old geezer like me, okay, and you just see everybody so young and all the new people, and you're going, oh, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? But hey, yeah, it's kind of fun. Does it feel a little different to you? We were talking about this off the air. There is a strong presence of internet only radio. There is a strong presence. Is it real? I haven't noticed that. Oh, you haven't? <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're here we're laughing a lot. Van and I are going to go to the hall. Of fame, uh, NFL press, honors, yeah, the NFL yeah, honors. Uh, but talk to us a little bit about the Hall of Fame. Talk about us about some of the guys, some of the possibilities, some of the who's, some of the who's nots. What's well, going on? You know, what's amazing about it. Three weeks ago, yeah, on January 18th is when the selection committee got together on Zoom and voted, yeah, and went through the whole process, seven and a half, eight hours, and the whole bit. And here we are, just a couple days away from the class being unveiled, and. We know pretty much what the result was. Of course. The mm -hmm. people who weren't voted in have been told. Okay. The people who have been voted in have been contacted, just like last year where they went around to their cities and yeah. surprised them and the whole bit. And yet, it hasn't become public. Right. Wow. All the reporters and all the people who, oh, social media, it's out here, it's out here, it's out there. It's out. Nobody knows. The Hall of Fame has to be joyful 
about this because that's what they worry about is that it's going to be anticlimactic when the guys come on stage at NFL Honors and they're like, oh, well, we knew that. We knew. You know, we, no, no. <laughs> Nobody knows. And, and it kind of was like that last year. Last year was done pretty much the same way. And I think there was one of the guys who was contacted and told he didn't make it was a guy who kind of let it out on social media. Oh, yeah. But he was the only one because I think what happened after that is probably Hall of Fame got on the phone with everybody else and said, don't you be putting it out there like he did. I think it was Leroy, Leroy Butler, I, I believe. Mean, no names, no names. No, that was last year. That was last year. And so I'm sure they told everybody else, don't put it out there. We don't put it out there. So it's been pretty amazing how it's been kept under wraps. So we were talking earlier, and you said you've been to 41? This is 41. 40, wow. 41 straight Super Bowls. When you're walking around here, do you like media personnel just like have to kiss the ring? <laughs> <when you're walking laughs> no. The no, no, not, not real. No. It's, it's cool, though, seeing all the, the hanging banners yeah. of all yeah. the games. And I look at it and say, oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, the Houston one. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the one, I one of the ones I remember the most, aside from the Rams, of course. Yes. The two years they were there were, of course, the first one I went to. It was the 1980 season. Oh, wait. 1980 season, Super Bowl 15, the Raiders and the Eagles. I was wow. negative two. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm an old guy. So, okay, when I think of Hall of Fame, you know, Canton, Ohio, How is there any type of friendly robbery with Cooperstown when it comes to the NFL and MLB when it, and it has to do with the Hall of Fame? Maybe there is. I've never heard of one. Right. I'm sure that there's a certain amount of, well – but they, obviously, it's different sports, right. certainly. And the one thing I'll say that, it, uh, that, that struck me, it was a couple years ago, I was watching the Baseball Hall of Fame ceremony. And they were introducing the guys that were there that were, had, been, had been enshrined in previous years. And they introduce them, give them a little bit about their career, and they walk on stage, and they're in a nice suit. Yeah. Right? Well, when they do that for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, they're all in those gold jackets. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. and, and, and I always yep. say to myself, yes. man, that to me is what makes football singular. There and we go. You know, baseball is a great Hall of Fame, and Cooperstown's great. I've never been there, quite honestly. But there's just something about that gold jacket. Yeah. And that they yep. all wear them with this honor yes. and all that. And you wonder why, and you have the green jacket in golf for, for yes. one golf tournament, but you wonder why maybe, maybe baseball can't do anything because then it would just look like, oh, they're copying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they came up with some jacket for all but the guys. Especially but. for the oldest sport. Like, you should have figured yeah. it out yeah. first. Yeah, a long time ago. Why don't yeah. you do it first? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, I mean, exactly. Something unique like candy stripes or something where you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, we're in it. Yeah, straw-brimmed hats on yeah, everyone. The, the, the red <laughs> stitching. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Joining us on the program is a friend of the show, friend of real life, Howard Balzer. Who, uh, you and I were both in St. Louis covering uh, St. Louis sports for years when the Rams were there, and that's how we first connected. And now we're both here at the Super Bowl as uh, that St. Louis Rams team has moved to Los Angeles, and now they're in the Super Bowl. Do you have mixed emotions on it like I do? Not mixed at all. No. Full of hate. Full. Me too. Full. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's nothing mixed. No. And nothing against Aaron Donald. Players. No. He was there in St. Louis. Yeah. Johnny Hecker was in St. Louis. Nothing against the players. Nope. But we, we know the – How much I hate Stan Kroenke. Yeah, yeah, the corrupt yeah. way that they wow. – and, and it wasn't so much they moved, but it was just the corrupt and lies and ways yes. that they went about it. And that's out there. It's obvious. There's a reason that they paid $790 million Correct. to settle a lawsuit. And so, yeah, I mean, and, and the other part of it, too, is that 
when you hear Kevin Demoff come out and talk about we, we've been all in on this team. Well, yeah, but you weren't all in when they were in St. No. Louis wow. and he owned the team. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they, they weren't trading draft picks for the best players that they could find to try to win a Super Bowl because cause they know. I mean, they realize, and Demoff said it earlier, earlier this week, or maybe last week it was, when – 49ers fans inundated the stadium. Oh, yeah. And let's remember. Yes, yeah. They're they're telling the league about how, oh, you know, St. Louis can't support a third team. Are you kidding me? I'll tell you. Yeah, there were times at the end when Steelers fans were there at games and Packers fans. But when the Rams were in the playoffs, (laughs) there were St. Louis Rams fans there. There weren't fans from other cities like there were for the 49ers. But they sold it to the league that, well, we're the Rams. L.A., that's a legacy franchise. They have the base of fans there. We're coming home, coming home, right? And then Demoff comes out, and he talks about the crowd at the NFC Championship game, saying it shows how much, how much work we still have to do to generate a fan base. You don't mm-hmm. say. In, in the six years we've been here. <laughs> six years! <laughs> and he's talking about generating a fan base. And I'm going, oh, I thought that was there already. Already, mm-hmm. yeah. And there were, some, there were fans there. But I think, hey, for two decades, they didn't have a team. And so they did lose a generation, but still, those Rams fans, there weren't that many of them that were left over, and there's still a bunch of them, don't get me wrong, but, man, it, it's t- I mean, the, city, the city obviously hasn't totally embraced this football team. Maybe now a little so, bit they will. But So, so Robert, you grew up here, right? And, and you think the Rams, they rank behind college teams. Yes, yeah. sure. USC, UCLA, mm-hmm. when the basketball team is good, right. definitely behind the Dodgers. We didn't only have to talk about the Lakers. It, it's they're ahead of the Chargers. That's it. That's how I see it right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and it's a, it's sad. And I, and what I think what's going to happen is if they win the Super Bowl, they win the championship. Then you're going to have people coming out of the woodworks, buying apparel, right? Rah rahing. This is my team, but it's not it's not authentic. The and, and then they've got they've got to find a way to maintain it. Exactly. There we and go. And that's you know that's when they realize what a challenge. That's going to be. You can't keep trading number one picks into the next millennium, right? Right. I mean, it's just it's just kind of crazy. Well, but and do you feel because obviously the West Coast, the time zone, L.A. I feel like there's a energy around this country to where if you're not from Southern California, you don't love L.A. Like it's not easy to love L.A. Is the NFL have that uphill battle where the Rams are never going to be America's favorite team? That's, that's probably that's probably accurate. Yeah. yeah, it's probably accurate. And I know that there were there were some owners who really questioned about putting two teams. In yeah, LA. they thought it would be hard enough Shot for on. one team. Right. And and I know Clark Clark Hunt was on the committee. Yeah. That recommended Carson and that that. But of course, he, even that he he voted, he you know he voted against uh, the the Rams deal. But he they, he didn't want two teams, in. You know, in L.A., he thought it was going to be hard enough to support one. And so now here's the Chargers, kind of a stepchild, and who knows how where that's going to go over time. But you really wonder if they get really good. They're good now. If they get really good and they would get to a Super Bowl, you wonder what can, – can they build fans they, mm, I un- think enough? I don't they know. Ha- they have potential to have the best quarterback in the NFL. Oh, they totally do. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he will, he's definitely in that – you know, in that stratosphere right Howard, now. we got to grab – we have to grab a break because we're up against the hour. But uh, one final question before I let you go. If Major League Baseball writers were voting for the NFL Hall of Fame, would they put that cheater Tom Brady in or would he get, <laughs> <laughs> would he get done hurt? 
Well, they put David Ortiz in. So, yes. And, and it didn't matter that he failed the test. Howard, they, uh, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Howard Balzer, friend of the show, friend in real life. Thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you for taking the time on Radio Row. Uh, where we get back, more Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Now, now betting, betting for the, for sports, the sports animal, animal. Your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number two, two men, men on, Van Nunley and, and Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert, Robert Buck, Buck D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Welcome to 6 o'clock, Albuquerque. The boys are live from Radio Row, and we're having about as much fun as we could be having having it. Thank you to Howard, right, guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He yes. hates the Rams. <laughs> as much as you? I couldn't tell how who could, hated him. I was going to say, how could you tell? <laughs> it, was like a, it was like once you like started to loosen the top, it yeah. just popped right off yeah, for Howard. Yeah. He had no interest. Uh, we Obviously, we've been talking football and football adjacent content, but mostly we've just been talking about Radio Row and the experience. And, you know, thank you to, obviously, Randy Grimes who joined us and we're only, get this, everyone at home, everyone currently listening in your car, everyone who just left the office and had that full day, in like 14 short minutes, The Miz is going to join you. Yes. The Miz. Did you, did you yes. hear that noise under the table, that funk? That was, <laughs> that was my <laughs> excitement. <laughs> so, the Miz will be uh, with us, and that's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, get ready to talk about, obviously, WWE. We're going to talk a little bit of football. And then uh, I have no doubt you're going to somehow sneak in some Sandy K stuff. You know it. Yeah, so <laughs> we're going to get a Sandra K. Van's mom reference with The Miz because if The Miz could give her a little shout-out, I believe that is – well, that would be the absolute best. Yeah, yeah. I could leave now. I could schedule a flight. Like everything. <laughs> my, done. My list is done. So, and also, uh, I know Major League Baseball player, catcher, has played for, well, a lot of teams, a little bit of a journeyman catcher around the league. Ryan LaVarnway is going to join us, and we're going to have a lot of laughs with that as he, uh, well, he tells, tells stories. I mean, he's. A he, legit cool guy yeah. with a big, shiny ring. Oh, you're talking about a World Series a championship A World Series ring? championship oh, you ring? Just, yes. You're going to yes. downgrade it to big, shiny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, 2011 World Series ring over my St. Louis Cardinals. Is that what you're going to talk about? I believe it's 13. Oh, was it 13? Yeah. Yep. Oh, anyway. I'm sorry. So we won an 11. The, the, yeah. The, the, <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a long day <laughs> here at Radio Row. <laughs> But yeah, no, he's a he's a he's a firecracker of a personality. Lives in Denver now, yeah. so uh, I don't know. I mean, lives in Denver, Colorado Rockies. Maybe uh, see what we can do with the ice tubes. Yeah, a little something, maybe, uh, a little something. Maybe reach out to John Traub there over there at the ice tubes, and uh, let's just see. <laughs> let's just see, boys. Uh, NFL news. Obviously, it's been I don't know. It's been a football centric day, but I don't feel the big game feel yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, eventually it'll come, I think, just later in the week. It's I, still I agree. Because we've had this conversation over and over again, and I think we'll revisit it throughout the week. It's not the biggest sports town in the world. No. So the, the giant excitement that you see in, in other places that aren't Hollywood is kind of shadowed by all that other stuff. Right. 
Howard had mentioned before the break how the Rams were making an effort to win a Super Bowl, and obviously having it here in, in L.A. is a big deal to the Rams. And he was talking about that Jalen Ramsey trade. He was talking about going to get Matt Stafford. He was talking about some of his acquisitions. And I just so happened to find a little uh, a little opinion piece here from, uh, from Twitter. And the idea is that Jacksonville has got basically nothing back in that Ramsey trade. Like, this, this L.A. Rams team has found a way to put players out there while sacrificing literally their future. I don't think they have a first-round draft pick for, like, ten years. <laughs> right. I'm not joking. No, I know you're not. They, that, that's the crazy part about it because no other team has done it that way. They, not they when, went not all, in the NFL. They went all in harder than a drunk guy at a poker game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Frank Schwab wrote for Yahoo Sports, Jalen Ramsey knows what the Los Angeles Rams gave up for him in a 2019 midseason trade to the Jaguars. Two first-round draftees and a fourth. And Jalen Ramsey's playing like he owes. He's like, thank you for getting me out of Jacksonville. Thank you for putting me in L.A. Thank you for making me the biggest deal in the game. Right. And he's the guy who's put it out there. And, you know, as we're sitting here saying, hey, maybe fans in L.A. aren't about the Rams. And maybe there's not that near. The players are. Sure. The mm-hmm. players. Matt Stafford is. Right. Matt Stafford has to prove a career wrong here. Everybody's pulling for the guy, and they have like this team cohesion that is beautiful to yeah. see in action. Yeah. But again, where's the fans? Where's the Rams jerseys? Where's where's all the support? Where's where's the legions of fans going down the sidewalk banging drums? It's not seeing any of it I, yet. I wonder if that is something that's immediately identified by the players. I, I wonder if, if they're having the same questions that we're we're having. Especially for the guys who have prob- who have been to a Super Bowl, I wonder if, if and, that's one of the things that they're conveying to their teammates. And last year, Tampa was the first team to play in their home stadium. All right here, LA is the very next year getting to do it again. And do they feel like they even have a home field advantage at all? So, and also, do they even care? Because like, if you start to look at it the way that the Los Angeles Rams are looking at it, we use Jalen Ramsey as an example, Matt Stafford, um, the Cap Beckham Jr. They know, players know that if you come into the Rams, it's because they're only acquiring proven players right now. So if you're one of them boys, everyone knows you're one of those proven players. And it's not, hey, we're chancing draft picks and and maybe this for the future. But there's like a solidarity to a squad. And maybe I like that about the L.A. Rams, who I hate. There's a solidarity. (laughs) (laughs) Had just one little jab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, hey, if if you're in this club, boys, you're one of the boys. Like there we, we go. We have graded you in a way to where we know you're contributing and know you're going to win. Prove it. Well, you, you, I think you just answered my question that I had about the players. They probably don't care. The end game is a Super Bowl. Yeah. Sure. Ring. Who that's cares? it by any means necessary. And they know if they're going to the Rams, that's what they're going to do to try to win the big game. They want, they want to get confetti stuck in their shirt. They that's don't, it. They don't yeah. care about yeah. people's opinion yeah. of them. They don't yeah. care if they're the only ones there. Well, <laughs> We got it. And going back to that Ramsey trade, and the Jaguars took uh, the uh, the kid you like, the running back, uh, got hurt. Uh, Etienne? Yeah. So yeah. they took Etienne, and, like, no offense to he, he's probably going to end up having a really good career because he seems like a talent coming out of Clemson. Los Angeles Rams don't want that kid on their squad. They want Jalen Ramsey. Sure. They want yes. to sure. win. Yeah, sure. And – and I think maybe, especially after Howard was talking about it, about how dim off and, and everyone's still making the efforts in Los Angeles to become winners now, I don't think I hate the formula of the Los Angeles Rams. Well, this is what Van's been talking about for the past couple of weeks. Like, that's what you fell in love with, right? It's like, hey, we got the superstars. We know what they are. 
We're not going to gamble on names or who somebody can be. Yeah. We know what you did, what you're going to do, and we're just going to ride that all the way to the Super Bowl. Proven, acquiring proven commodities. There you go. Like you know exactly what you're getting. Instead of like the first-round pick that um, they got for Ramsey, they got a running back. Rams didn't need a running back because they gave away a second-round pick for a proven commodity, Sony Michelle. Right. So, I mean, they're like, okay, well, we know what's what we got here. We're going he, to he this might- other pool to plug in anything that we need. And as much as the success we're talking about with this formula, you flip that coin and you're looking at the Bengals, first-round draft pick and a quarterback. He worked out. First-round draft pick, which, by the way, that chase draft pick by a lot of people was graded low. Yeah, it was. they thought there were other wide receivers. They sure. thought there were better options out there. Jamar Chase is going to be the hotness in the NFL for five, six, seven, eight years. Well, remember, Joe Burrow sat him, looked him right in the eye and said, that's my boy. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah. But remember people You don't like, get my guy, I'm going to be the prima donna. Yeah, and they were saying, oh, he needs offensive linemen. You know what? I'll take getting sacked nine times, but I'm still going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> that's Not crazy. Nine sacks and 230 yards to my boy <laughs> yeah, exactly. right here. Yeah, it's gonna. I know it's gonna be a banger of the week. We're gonna have a ton of analysis. Obviously, a lot of the individuals are gonna come in through Radio Row. We're gonna give us analysis on the game, along with what's going on in their life and what's going on outside of sports. We're gonna talk a lot about outside of sports with the Miz in our next segment. He's gonna talk about what it's like to not just be a professional wrestler, but what it is to be a working father and what it is to have multiple streams as far as things to do. I think he said, "Is he in Denver last night? Is that right?" Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, he had yep. that. He had that Dancing with the Stars uh, run for several weeks there. And then I know over the weekend there was a live show here in Los Angeles yep. for pro wrestling. Or, excuse me, in Salt Lake. And in Salt Lake, that's where his Dancing with the Stars partner is from. So he's oh, bringing wow. her yeah. out yeah. Like, in the ring to yeah. perform. And it's like it's like it's all kinds of atmosphere and surroundings. And then, obviously, Ryan Lanaway is going to join it. Or excuse me, I totally butchered that. Like, I promise yeah. oh, I wow. wouldn't. Oh, wow. LaVarnway. Ryan LaVarnway will join us, and, yeah, he tells the exact same kind of story, how, hey, sports is part of life, but also here's a little bit of life, and and here's everything that surrounds that. So that is going to be, I don't know, just as much fun as anything else we've done. Uh, Boys, anything before we go to break and go to the Miz? Let's just get to the Miz. Let's get to. I know how excited you are. And I know how excited Sandra Kay is. So yeah. let's just get to it already. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, joining us after the break will be The Miz. And then whenever we get back from that, Ryan LaVarnway. There we go. And we're gonna laugh. Yeah, we're going to laugh with him quite a bit before we wrap this one up. We are Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Two Men On, live from Radio Row in Los Angeles, is brought to you by Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Welcome back from the break. The boys are live at Radio Row. When you're at Radio Row, uh, anything can happen, but I'll tell you what absolutely happens. It's the main event, and that's the Miz who's joining us here on the program. Now, uh, Miz, I tell you what, I was at the Royal Rumble two weeks ago, one week ago. Time flies when I'm having the fun that I'm having in my life. Sure. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm a pro wrestling everything. Why is wrestling not the biggest? Why is it not the biggest in the world in Albuquerque? I can't get these guys to love it the way that I do. Wait, wait, is, is it on. not big in Albuquerque? New, what's yes. big in Albuquerque, New Mexico? By the way, besides <laughs> oh, this radio show. Uh, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, there, there we go. go. Yeah, there, like there we go. Help me, help me get it over with the boys here. But, but so, by the way, who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? Like, why are you guys even here? Oh, have a football team. So I'm rooting against the Rams because, well, I just can't root for the Rams. Like, leaving my hometown of St. Louis to L.A., mm. I can't do it. Okay. But that's my energy. 
Who are you boys rooting for? I, I, I'm not going against Joe, Bo- Joe Burrow again in my life. Okay, so I'm going to go with the Bengals. See, I'm indifferent to either team, but RIP our sweet Prince Harambe. So uh, go Bengals. (laughs) See, that's where you lose me because I am from Cleveland, Ohio, and a lot of people are like, since they're Ohio, you must be rooting for them. And I'm saying, absolutely not. They are from the AFC North. They were supposed to be last in the division, and they end up winning the damn thing. Like, like, what the hell happened? Like, the Browns were supposed to be number one. They were supposed to go to the Super Bowl, and this is supposed to be where the Browns were. So the Los Angeles Rams are going to defeat the Cincinnati Bengals. The reason isn't because of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is amazing under pressure. He's incredible. That offensive line will not be able to dominate Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller, it's just not going to happen. It's going to be a domination, and it's. I think the 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 point spread will be forty-two to fourteen. It won't even be close. Whoa. Watch the commercials. Watch the halftime Whoa. show. It's going to be yeah. amazing. Take the, the game over. on the other hand Whoa. is just going to be a domination. <laughs> that was wildly convincing. Let's, yes, go. Yes, I'm yeah. Let's go. Yeah. There you go. That's and we're done. <laughs> Thank you, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Watch WWE. <laughs> so the Miz is here. Obviously, you're here because uh, well, it's the road to WrestleMania right now, right? Yes. So everything's leading up to WrestleMania. It starts. At the Royal Rumble, you were not in the Royal Rumble. You were busy. I was in the I was in the Royal Rumble event, not yeah. the Royal yes. Rumble match. Right, match. you you and the misses were taking on Edge and uh, Beth Phoenix, and in my opinion, most entertaining part of the night. Oh, thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, yeah we yeah. had a blast. Yeah, and what is that like? Because obviously, you guys you're in love. You spend your life together. You got everything that's not work, but then you go to work together. Any, what is what is that? Give me that energy. Anytime I can share the ring with my wife Maurice is always the most incredible match ever. Like anytime I get to tag with her, yeah, and really you know see her shine. Like I saw her do things in that ring that I've never seen her do. Oh, in her off the top! Career. Oh my gosh! Like, yeah, she did a hurricanrana off the top rope, and I was like, wait a second! I've never. I was nervous. Did she warn when, you beforehand? Like when she got up on the top rope, I go, "What are you doing, <laughs> sweethearts?" And then all of a sudden she jumps up. I go, "Oh boy." Yeah. Yeah. She's really going for it today, and, and she ended up doing it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's amazing. And she loses your performance name for a second. She's like, Mike, look at me. Like, look, <laughs> look, I'm up here. Check me out. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, so, we're honest. I, I, anytime she's around, I'm trying to show off. Yeah. Like, anytime your wife's around and you're, like, half naked in Speedos and trunks, like, that we wear, like, I'm trying to show off. Speaking my to, language. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, sweetheart, check this out. Watch this move. Watch this. Watch this. Hey, look at me. So, Is I'm going gonna, gonna to go right into the WWE. First of all. You know I'm a huge fan. I do All know. right, don't do me I like do that. Know. All right, so when are you going to get back the Intercontinental title thank you. as being the greatest IC champion in the history of the WWE? Oh, wow. Well, thank you very much. Uh, so right now I'm on Monday Night Raw. We have another brand called Friday Night SmackDown, right. and it's on that brand, and I'm not on that brand. I'm on Raw. So it's you got to be on brands. both. You got to be on both. That's I mean, what I it's kind of tough to be on both. I mean, I do. <laughs> I do have a life I, outside of wrestling. I like to be a dad. There we you go. Know, and, a, and a good husband. So I mean, as much as uh, I would love to be on every single show there is, it's just very difficult to right. be on that. Right. We, but we, I would love to get the Intercontinental title back because I think I'm like a couple days for most combined days of having the Intercontinental title. Oh yeah. wow! I'm, yes. I'm like I'm like wow. 25 days behind like Pedro Morales. And it's like yes. 500 days. Yeah. Oh, yes. And I've had it for like 480. So 
you were a fan of pro wrestling before you were a pro wrestler. You, yes. Similar to me, it's my longest hobby. I've been a fan for 30 years. Rob, are you been a fan for almost, Longer than that. Yeah, 35 years. Yes, but yes. Albuquerque hates wrestling. Yeah. Oh, it's, but what, oh, we're it's transplants. All, it's all my fault, We're apparently. transplants, though. Yeah, we're we, transplants. Yeah. So, and, and that's the, whenever we talk, we talk about it on the show every single day. We talk about pro wrestling. And the phone lines will light up from the yeah. dedicated fans. Yeah. And then from everyone else, it's it's like this like yeah. obstacle we have to battle all the time. And, and the explanation behind it is we're going to WrestleMania. We're going to be there. We're going to celebrate, and we're going to be as many days as we can in life. Whenever you're at a WrestleMania event, what's everything that surrounds it that's important? What's the part of it that's not pro wrestling to makes it that makes it can't miss? Uh, the audience. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like, you know, you'll watch the Super Bowl, and you'll see the audience. I mean, they're interactive, but not like a WrestleMania right. event. Yeah. You know, when you go to a WrestleMania event, it's electricity in there, and the audience plays a vital role in everything. When I walk out there, I'm a bad guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. nobody likes me. If they're booing me out of the building, that is an applause in yes. my ears. Sure. So, sure. you know, that's what I love. That's what I love feeling. And if they're not booing me the way I want them to do it, you better believe I'm going to work real hard to make sure that you can't stand me and you want to see that good guy beat me up. Yeah. So that that's my job out there. And so and the, for the good guy, you want to hear that eruption just blowing the roof off the place. Right. So that's that's the most important part in my opinion in 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 WrestleMania, but it all plays, you know, collectively, you know, the story that you're telling leading up to that WrestleMania right. match, you know, the the larger than life characters, the bad guy, the good guy, you know, and honestly leaving moments that last a lifetime. Like whenever I look out in the audience and I see a family, I want that family to be able to talk about what they just witnessed 10 years from now. Right. Yeah. Hey, Dad, remember when The Miz did this or when, when Rey Mysterio did that or Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns? Remember that moment? Yeah. Like that they can talk about that for 10 years. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? No, That's it's, awesome. Yeah, it's hey, unreal. You, you may be a heel in the ring. But on the dance floor, you're a face. Dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right I am. Is it, what was what was that experience like? Going from the ring to the dance. Floor? I love that you're like, yeah, wrestling, wrestling, whatever, dancing with this. <laughs> so let me my, tell my, my let's mom talk is about a huge that fan. Argentine tango. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that was probably the toughest thing I've ever done because in wrestling, uh, I when I first started, it would be like if I'm wrestling and you gave me ten days and then like you know these legends were going to judge me and millions watching at home were going to phone in about my match that I learned in 10 days sure. and never wrestled before in my life. But I, in wrestling, I was able to harness my, my, my profession. I was able to learn the art of professional wrestling, get there for three years, learn it. And then, you know, then all of a sudden like get a contract and then be on developmental for a year and then go into wrestling four years under my belt. Dance with the stars. Yeah. They make it look real easy. Yeah, like sure. it is not easy. Okay, <laughs> doing a cha cha is not like you put me in a wedding. I can do a body roll. I can entertain the crowd. <laughs> you know, I can do the robot, no yeah. problem. Sure. But a cha cha and a salsa is a whole different horse of a color. So I mean, I uh, when I walked in there, they were like, "You got ten days to learn this, and you're going to be judged by professional ballroom judges. Wow. Those are going to watch at home, and you better get everything right because they're watching every little well, step." And sure. speaking of not hey, getting, congratulations on not falling in. 
love with your dance partner like every other contestant. I'm married. <laughs> I'm happily married. Go. I got a show, Miz and Misses, that yes. my wife and I do on the USA Network. It comes out in June. Uh, you know, we have these beautiful daughters that that are two and a half and four that do not listen to me. Uh, you know, I, I was in Denver yesterday, and literally 10,000 people were screaming, and I, I was on a microphone. They'd all be quiet and listen to every word I had to say, and then I go home. <laughs> could care less what I have to say. Speaking of the TV show, WrestleMania 38 takes place April 2nd and 3rd from AT&T Stadium in Arlington. The boys will be there. Yes, We're going to be yeah, there yeah. for sure. Uh, the event streams live on U.S. exclusively on Peacock, and that's what I'm asking about. So, obviously, pay-per-view was the formula forever. And then the WWE Network, which me and Rob had from day one. Yes. But that audience you hit with Peacock. What has that done for you and, and your exposure to the world? Because it is, it is just folds greater. I mean, these past couple years where, you know, WWE has just been on fire with everything from being on, you know, the Peacock streaming service, the WWE Network, to being on Fox. Yeah. And literally, like, I feel like everyone knows something about WWE because we're everywhere now. Everywhere you look, it's worldwide. It's not just in the United States. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, everything is so important. And I've just noticed that the fans, uh, you know, we have the most loyal and incredible fan base ever. They didn't vote for me on Dancing with the Stars uh, to win. <laughs> my, but, mom, my mom did. Yeah, my mom your mom did. did. Yeah. As long as your mom did. But I'll tell you what, they are loyal and dedicated. Can you real quick for us, Miz, can you just say thank you, Sandy K? <laughs> yes. Thank you, Sandy K, for that one vote. Hopefully she voted ten times. You're allowed to vote up to ten times. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, and took Van Sr.'s phone and voted as well. <laughs> Perfect. So she got a, she's, got a bur- votes. she's got a burner phone like The Wire, yeah. too. So she's <laughs> sending a bunch. Perfect. The Miz joining us thank you so very much for taking the time friend uh anything much. we missed any final words before uh, we let we'll you go be in albuquerque and i guarantee it's gonna be a sold out crowd because of this radio the, show. Hey, ah, yeah, there baby. we go the last time you were in albuquerque at the rio rancho event center uh we were there in, in tow and it was sold out it was yeah, yeah, yeah completely backed out so, that's how we do it. there we go uh the miz thank you so very much where we get back more live from radio row it's two men on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal the Opening Drive with Jeff Symbietta and J.J. Bach. Weekday mornings from 7 till 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. California, here we come. Right back where we started from. The boys are live from Radio Row, and we're having a lot of fun with it. We've been laughing all day long, and we've been getting, like, these uh, just little surprises, right? Little right. little guests have been joining us, and they've been laughing with us because that's, that's the show. And, all right, you said it gets butchered all the time, so I'm going to try to get it right here, okay? Ryan LaVarnway. Yes. There you go. There we go. First time. There we First go. First time. Yes. Now batting for two men on, <laughs> number 36, Ryan LaVarnway. No Lavernaway, Lavanway, or yeah. Lavernaway. They they add vowels and it's really just like Barney, right? Barney Fife? No, like the big purple dinosaur. <laughs> oh no, I'm too old. Yeah, hard yeah. on the barn, Lavarnway. Well, your, your time in Boston is Levan. <laughs> yeah. If, <laughs> if I if I had had a big couple hits in the playoffs for for Boston, I'm sure I would have a a t-shirt jersey that said Lavanway on the back, <laughs> like Pedroia the Destroya. There well, you go. Major League Baseball player, current Major League Baseball player, last season for the – all right, help me out here. Indians, Guardians. like what, what? I played for the Indians, and now they're the Guardians. Okay, so only Indians is the jersey that you have. For now. 
Got it. Okay. Okay. So Cleveland Indian catcher, uh, but debuted with Boston back in 2011. As everyone knows, I talk about it all the time. The greatest story ever told, the 2006 or excuse me, uh, the 2006 Game 6 of the 2011 World Series, as they butcher my word, St. Louis Cardinals. But then they went on to lose to Boston a lot all the time after that. Yeah. So, so that's it. I mean, you got up there and you were ready to start being a winner right away. Well, actually, my first month in the show was the whole chicken and beer collapse thing. Love that. That oh. I was watching from the bench. Nice. And if, I mean, if they would have played me, we would have won. Yeah, obviously. Nah, I mean, sure. I, could, yeah. I could say that on a show that, you know, does some comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we could talk about the, the crazy things they tried to do to, to figure out what was wrong with us. Yeah, very mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. Oh, my God. So one, they brought in the Nature Boy one time to try Woo! to get us pumped up. Rick Flair. I'm sitting there with Pedroia, and, and we're talking, and we hear, <laughs> like what the what the hell is going on over there? <laughs> Rick Flair walks in with his two blonde women and some belts, and he yes. tries to get us pumped up. That didn't work. And then <laughs> they had a uh, they had a couple of the front office members chug bottles of wine. I don't know what that was supposed to do, but they they thought that would be pump. That didn't work either. Yeah, no. Uh, at one point, John Henry gave us his 179 foot yacht. Oh wow! Just players. We we cruised around Boston Harbor. They had some uh, some ice sculptures on the on the you know holding shrimp in a glove. They had the <laughs> ice sculpture bat and a ball in the bot, and then the bat melted because the ice bat will. They brought out a. <laughs> they bring out a spare ice bat because in the back. <laughs> had one. Yeah, uh, we couldn't figure it out. We figured it out a couple years later though. We won the ship. The uh, well, and you did right. So that's yeah. So you you. You grew up here, right? Grew up in Southern California. Yeah, grew up in LA. Okay, so then you grow up in Southern California. You go through college. You get all this stuff that happens in your life to get to that point, and then you win it. Yeah. Like, is can, are you always chasing that high? Or are you always chasing trying to get back to that emotion and feeling that you had? Yeah, the World Series parade was definitely top five coolest things I'll ever do. Yeah. City of Boston, we had like five million people show up. Love. It was the everyone was happy. You've never been in a happier place than the Boston World Series Parade, and it's it's so much fun. And, and I'm wearing my ring right now because this is, like, a cool event that we're doing. Yeah. I don't wear it enough. Yeah. Right? It, 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 was, it was definitely a high, and I ended up getting married the next week. So really, really cool. Top five? What a, what a, what a, <laughs> right, right, you, right, right. You won so the that, World Series, yeah. and What's you're the like, other four, the top huh? five. I've done some cool stuff. <laughs> what, have you, what have you been? Have you been to the moon? Yeah. yeah. Like, what have you done? I mean, yeah. Olympic <laughs> opening ceremonies has got to be up there. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah. Olympic okay. opening ceremonies. Um, you got that victory royale in Fortnite. You got the number one, so yep, that's on there. Yep. Have I'm that. not really sure what that means, but got that, <laughs> for sure. Uh, two men on interview. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Okay. This is, this is in the top five for sure. Uh, I went uh, flyboarding in Mexico. You ever done that thing? I don't even know what that means. They no. sh- it's the thing where they strap your feet to a board and they shoot water out and you fly around like Iron Man. Oh. Have you oh, seen this? Yes. So yes. I would mess with yes. that. Yes. That's the thing that there's like the, the, the pop-up poster at the airport where it says TripAdvisor number one recommended activity and everyone rolls their eyes. But yeah. it's totally worth it. When, when you said flyboarding, my mind immediately went to Guantanamo Bay. So, so <laughs> my, my bad. My, my bad. Yeah. What? Waterboard. Well, I guess if, if they put if they shot the feet out on my water and there was a dude under There's there. There's a dude yeah. under there, yeah. Fly waterboarding. So, so with the Red Sox, was Big Poppy the biggest, most colorful player on the team? Yes. 100%. Yes. yes. You know why they call him Big Poppy, right? Is it, is, is it ready for FM radio? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they call him they call him Big Poppy because he didn't take the time to learn everybody else's name. Okay. So he called everybody Poppy. 
Mm-hmm. And then he's he's big the he's big, big dude. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's the big poppy. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what's up. I do like that energy a lot. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So free agent right now, right? Yes. All right. You got the world's your oyster. Yeah. Okay. How are you going to end up at the Isotopes? Because that's yeah. the thing yeah. that matters to me. Hundred percent. Well, so they that's a Triple A team for the Rockies, and I live in Colorado now, so that would be super ideal for me. Yes. yes. Because at some point. I'm going to go to AAA probably to start the year, and at some point the big league team's going to need me. Yeah. And I would love that big league team to be the Rockies. Go live uh, in my own same. house for once, right? Wait, wait. Is this, this isn't tampering or anything. We're not messing up anything. This, this, if, how's well, that work? If, yeah, you guys, oh. if you guys could be the ones to sign my contract, then this is 100% tampering. Okay, <laughs> oh, no, There yeah. we go. We're but good. If, unless you're going to send a telegram or a carrier pigeon hey. to ownership, then we're good. Also, owner-operator, John Traub, is in my phone right now. <laughs> so I am actively texting Do you get <laughs> John Traub right now. The, well, and here's the thing. We can't tamper Major League Baseball. There is no there is no ah. yeah, There we go. Have you guys oh. bought stock in the Colorado Rockies? Are you partial owners? Okay, no, no. then we're good. No, yeah, no, okay. no. So there we go. Are you on steroids right now? Because a couple days ago, they quit <laughs> testing for steroids <laughs> as part of the lockout. So, like, you can get <laughs> jacked <laughs> for, like, a month. The D. Gordon yeah. approach. Yeah. And then it Im- immediately flushes out of your system, right? And immediately <laughs> it's gone, and, and there's no trace of it ever again. Did you see Ryan's face? He's like, what's the rest of this question? <laughs> yeah. where, are we, where are we going with this? Because Ryan. just on the off chance that I that I hit 1,000 homers this year and they want to induct me into the Hall of Fame, I can't have this on the permanent record. <laughs> no, this is yeah. not the one. This yeah. is <laughs> – the, so you were talking about uh, your life a little bit outside of baseball, though, right? So, so you got obviously you got a big personality, right? You got you got the you put your looks on a billboard, you put your name on a marquee, right? That's okay. the idea. So you're doing the cameo, you're doing inspirational speech. Your your Instagram is doing really well. Talk a little bit about that. Is this like a step towards transitioning out of baseball, or is this all supplemental to what you've done professionally for so long? Well, I love baseball, and I want to be I want to be a baseball player as long as they're going to let me be a baseball player. Yeah. But at some point, I will be a former baseball player. I hope that's no time soon. But for me, I've had the benefit of having some of the most amazing coaches in the world, and I've been able to benefit from them. I played for Buck Showalter, Terry Francona. The list goes on and on. Oh, just those small names. Okay. No big deal, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> just the greatest of all times. And, and they've made me better, and I know it. And I want to pay that forward. It, to me, it's really important to make the world and to make the game a better place than what I found it. So I, I've started to share some of the lessons I've learned in leadership, and, and it begins with leading myself, and, it, and I want to help people understand what they're really good at, and then how can they lead others effectively. Mm-hmm. Right, right. All right, Texas just sent. I'm in a group text with everybody on the isotopes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you need another catcher on the roster. Ryan Lavarnway is sitting right next to us. Yeah. He's looking for a gig. What there do we got to do? Yeah. Yeah. What do we got to yeah. do? Yeah. You forgot go. to say how good a shape I'm in and how ready I am for spring yeah. training. Oh, okay. There we yeah. go. Go ahead and, and add that to it. Apparently a great teacher. Yeah. There we go. Also, yeah. Add that to it. He's going to be good with the young staff. Gonna, mm-hmm. I, there's a lot in there. Actually, you write it up. That's the plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Ryan. <laughs> here, here, just take the phone. Just take the phone. It's an iPhone. Should be familiar. I want. I want to talk about the cameo. Like, <laughs> what is the craziest one oh, that you've that. had to do so far? So I don't. I don't get a ton of cameos. I think I set it up and I put it on like the cheapest setting I'm allowed to be. Okay. A lot of a lot of my requests are through like my team Israel appearances where they're like, hey, my nephew's bar mitzvah is coming up, and Love because that. of yeah. COVID, can you? He it got ruined for some reason. Can you send him a congratulations and a mazel tov on his bar mitzvah? Oh yeah. But a, a couple times I've got some funny ones where they're like, "Hey, we're in a fantasy football league. Yes. Our commissioner absolutely sucks. Can you blow him up for <laughs> us?" Oh, that's great. That is. And great. then I get to have a little fun with it. Yes. <laughs> the uh, what is it? Fifteen bucks or what is it? Twenty bucks? It's, I don't even know it, what it is. I get eleven thirty-two out of it. The, 
every time. <laughs> That's real. Cameo, after a cameo <laughs> takes their cut, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's directed just like in your Venmo, and it shows up. And you're like, oh, good, coffee money. This is yeah, nice. there you go. <laughs> yeah. I can buy a Big Mac now. That's oh, lucky. Well, and in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a big fan of Denver. I'm a big fan of going up for baseball. Uh, have you been on Coors Field? You played yes. there? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I hit so, a homer there, my first at bat. Oh, my gosh. Wow. We had seven people cheering in the whole stadium. That's, that was my pass list. <laughs> and everybody's like, that's the wrong team. And they're like, not for us. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't know. Yeah. So, uh, so that's a question I was going to ask about Coors is, does it feel like a like a really special experience? Because there's a couple ballparks. I mean, that's one that stands unique. Or is there a ballpark that is, hey, playing in this and, and doing this momentous thing, hitting a home run in your first at bat, are there those little memories that really stand out to you from, from playing in so many different places? Yes, there's there's definitely some places that that mean more than others, and some singular moments that stand out in my career. So I've been I've been sent down, traded, or out, outright released 23 times in my career. Okay, wow. I'm, I'm kind of like that that Rocky Balboa speech where he's like, if you get knocked down seven, you get up eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of the story of my career. And every time I get sent down, there's no guarantee I'll get called back up. Right. Every time I get sent down, you have to deal with the fact like that might be it. And there was a time this past season where we were playing at Wrigley Field. I had gotten called up for a concussion protocol for Austin Hedges. And he was in the locker room. He's like, I'm good to go after today. And I was catching. So yeah. I was like, all right, this might, this might be it. I hope it's not. I ended up getting called up later in the year, so it wasn't. But as we're getting our absolute asses kicked, and they're playing – am I allowed to say that on this show? Yeah, you're good. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're that, one, our, that one's good. Yeah, that one yeah. slips. That one's good. We're getting our tushies kicked. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're playing. This is how we do it. And the whole stadium at Wrigley Field is going bananas. Yeah. And I'm, I look around, and obviously I'm, I'm trying my best to win the game. But I'm also trying to take it in and enjoy it. Yeah. Because this is Wrigley Field. Yeah. Sure. And it's a sold-out crowd on a Friday night. And this might be the last time I ever play in the big leagues. And it was very cool. Wow. Love so you're that. saying you keep getting knocked down. And you keep getting up again. Ah, I like where is you're going. Chumbawamba's tub thumper about you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I took a whiskey drink and a vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Teller Vodka, proud sponsor of the program. Yeah. <laughs> While we're out here, we uh, actually, Hello. I think I got one. There yeah, we go. Right we here. all got it. Oh, the watermelon walk off. We there got we right go. here. Isotopes. Well, I take that for the for when I the, walk away. Yeah, yeah the official. Yeah. We'll get a photo of that. Actually, I'll have a lot of laughs with that. Um, I think boys, we're out of time. Oh my God, we're out of time, Ryan. That was quick. What did we? All right, give us a uh, real quick, Ryan, before. What did we miss, and where can uh, not just the isotopes, but friends of the show, connect with you and your brand if they want to? Uh, catch me on Instagram, rlevarnway, Twitter, Ryan Lavarnway. Uh, see what I'm up to next. This was too much fun. Good. Let's do it again. Yeah, That's Ryan, yours, thank man. you so very much. Where we get back, more Two Men On Live from Radio Row, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The Jim Rome Show, weekdays at 10. Smooth as ever. Smooth as ever. On 95.9 FM and AM 610. The The Sports Sports Animal. Welcome back to the final segment of the program. Uh, and when I say final segment, I mean final segment today here at Radio Row. Boys. Day yeah. one in the books, so boys. We, and we got a couple interviews uh, that we took outside of the program, which are going to be available on the social media. So at TalkABQ. Right. So find that. Subscribe to the podcast. So go to iTunes. Go to Spotify. Uh, wherever else you get your podcast, get the podcast. Who do we got on that? So we're doing EJ Johnston of Three Ice. So we sat down and interviewed him. He was tremendous. They're starting this three-versus-three three, kind of like the basketball tournament, but with only three. 
They play all the games over a course of three hours, and it's led by, like, the biggest names in the history of hockey. So it's a brand-new league that's coming to fruition. Grab that interview on the podcast. And then we sat down with my old co-host, Joe Roderick, and just kind of laughed for 15 minutes. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, it was. That was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, it's not super Albuquerque-relevant, but <laughs> it's the boys laughing, and we enjoyed that. So, anyways, subscribe to the podcast. We're going to have uh, our interviews also broke out onto the podcast. Right. Yeah, so we're going to have a lot of fun stuff there. We're going to laugh a lot. We took a lot of photos today. It was uh, very good. You boys have any highlights we're, from? We're literally going to have too many interviews to put on air. Yes. So yes. expect not only today, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday. Good point. Tons of interviews going to be online. Yeah. And then uh, and we'll keep it boy-centric, right? So yeah. It's, yeah, it's not going to – you know, Robert wants to be like, who do you think's going to win the big game? <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to laugh a lot. And then uh, – When have I ever talked like that? <laughs> never, never, never once. Not even close. It, uh, Not even when you sucked in that helium last night. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we're going to wrap the show here in about 10 minutes. And then one hour from now, we are going to join you, Robert. Yes. Yeah. So uh, where's your pocket? Where's the BS show tonight? Where is that at uh, on social media for friends of the show to tune in to catch us? So the BS show can be found anywhere that you listen to podcasts as well. But we do it live. So it it will be on YouTube. All you have to do is search The BS Show Podcast, and it's also on The BS Show on Facebook. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitch. Everywhere, anywhere that you have live streaming, that's where we are. And also on my own personal page, you'll see it streaming as well. And we will share everything at Talk ABQ, but we will be doing The BS Show live from Radio Row tonight. So we're super excited about that. What? All right, takeaways, boys. So from The Miz... And from the uh, from the Ryan Lavarnway interview, yes. What was your guys's like? What was the what was the moment where you're like, oh, these are these are high quality Radio Row interviews? Well, I want to start with Ryan though, because you know everyone knows the Miz. Ryan Lavarnway's energy, yeah. Um, and it wasn't fake energy. No, that's how he was before we even put a headset sure. on him. And he was very entertaining. We had to make sure he couldn't say certain words that he was saying <laughs> yeah. off the air. Sure. And we almost caught a couple of them, but he caught himself, so that lets me know he was professional so, yeah, we were, and all of that. We were shooting the words that he couldn't say on yeah. air. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're going to do great on our show. <laughs> yes. uh, you, oh, you got it, yeah. kid. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. also walked away after cracking a Teller Genuine Vodka Watermelon Walk-Off, the yep. Isotopes official beer. So, or, excuse me, official canned cocktail. So that was a very good laugh for me. Uh, obviously, having the Miz on, I thought was a lot of fun. Um, you guys know. I mean, Robert, you that was, It was the same for yeah, me. It was – you know what? It was It was different because when you see him and his character, yeah. to have him sit down as himself right. and talking about himself as his character and then other things, that was that was amazing. Is that breaking the – the third wall or the fourth wall? Had, or which, well, which wall was like, it? He had like ten walls, man. <laughs> yeah. so, Breaking yeah. the walls of Jericho. He broke oh, two yeah. different walls. Oh, there we go. The, like when he walked across, I was like, Fred, look, it's the guy from Dancing with the Stars that my mom likes. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, that is the Miz, man. Yeah. man. What are you talking about, yeah. man? And then, so, and I knew I was excited to get over there because by the time I go over there to – because we didn't have them lined up. It was like a surprise little moment one. And my watch was like, are you working out? I was like, no, it's just my heart rate. <laughs> yeah, are no. you working out? Yeah, so sorry. Are you working out? Sorry, I was just – that's not me. Sorry, guy. Uh, developing news since the program's been going on. Um, this is from TMZ, boys. That's how you know it's good. It's, <sighs> it's, and it's real. It's not a joke anymore. They're actually legit publications. Yep. Is it, how long have you guys felt that way about TMZ? How Because I have kind of been on the TMZ as the front – 
runner of, of quality and first breaking news. Have you guys been there as long as I have? Well, my, like I told you guys, mine was the death of Michael Jackson. Yeah. Once that happened and I saw how legit on it they were, that's who it was for me from then on out. I don't even know who owns TMZ, and that's why I feel like it's a good outlet. Is it like the, the cup guy who leans on the walls with the giant, aggressively large cup? Yeah. What? Okay. You know who I'm talking about well, when I show you a picture of the, the, the leaning on the wall cup guy. I'll, I'll tell you guys what. We are probably amongst 20 TMZ people right now and don't even know it. Oh, yeah. That's, like a, that's, that's yeah. how they, that's oh, how they like work. They're undercover? Well, they, they have a lot of resources, and they're yep. people that you see. That guy. See, told you. What's oh, his Harvey name? Harvey Levin. What is he doing right there Harvey, in that picture? No. His official picture. He's leaning on the wall with a cup. If you would have said Harvey <laughs> Levin from, well, from look, People's Court, I would have known it. Look, uh, okay, here's a little something. <laughs> Which episode? Earlier we were learning a lot about Van. What you guys don't know is two years ago for about nine months, I was on TMZ Live three times a month. Doing what? Uh, just commentary. <laughs> what they would do, the producer found me on Twitter, and what she would do is on, if you do it more than three times a month, they have to pay you. And so I did it. They was like, and I was trying to be like, yeah, so I, can I get that four times? He's like, no, nobody knows you. And I was like, all right, cool, that's fine. Sweet. And so what the producer would do is it was a Zoom call. It was a Zoom, and I would be on the show, and they would just feed me headlines and say, this is what you want to pick. And then, but something would happen right before. And they're like, no, let's talk about this. And you would just be off the fly talking off the top of your head. Shoot, you're it the guy for that awesome. job. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. So they are, so TMZ, which uh, obviously you never really worked for, but they. Never. No. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. The, so they broke today this. Um, and I, I, got, I got bad energy on this, boys. I'm going to be real honest with you. The NFL and Vegas police let Alvin Kamara play in the Pro Bowl before his felony battery arrest. Oh we gosh. were talking about it earlier, but it says, quote, we got in touch with the NFL security about 10 o'clock in the morning and let them know that Kamara was a suspect in a case they located him and he was already on the field. They let him play out. They, they did not go to the field and walk him off in handcuffs, which I tell you what, might have been the right move for the NFL and the Vegas police. So Vegas police doesn't have the best reputation, but they're trying to play like good cop, good cop here. They're like, hey, this is going to be his last game ever. Let's let him play it. Let him enjoy it. What cop gives you that option? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no police station gives you that option. This is unprecedented. Yeah. Hey, wait. So you were you had one more date, so you solidified it with her? Yeah. Go ahead and handle that. We'll get you after the fact. You know, you know, no. what, this, you know what this situation is? Yeah. This is in Days and Confused. Oh, yeah. Where the high school seniors <laughs> yes. are sitting at the edge of the baseball game with their paddles yes. Yes. just staring down Mitch Kramer. And the second he, the game's over, he gets it. Yeah. Good reference. That Thank was you. nice. The, yeah. <laughs> that was real nice. How much just drip does the NFL have to where they go to the police and it's like, can we come to an agreement? Yeah. Can we come, hey boys, boys? Can we come to an agreement? I think it's already in place. I don't even think they have to do that. No one gets arrested on field. Yeah, it's like, hey, you know what it is. It's like, oh, you're gonna traumatize these children. Yeah, we can't be seen like this. Well, okay, I, I actually that's the worst thing you can do, though. Arrest someone on the field, unless the crime was on the field, they shouldn't be doing that. I don't I, think he they can't be, be out there, though. Is what I'm no, saying. No, no, he can't be out no. there. That should have happened way before. 
they for this to come out the way TMZ's doing it, it's bad for the NFL. Kamara connected with the police department, uh, quote, so they contacted him and he agreed to meet with us after the game, and so that's just why we did it since he was cooperating. No, mm. you don't get to finish your shift. <laughs> <laughs> he made his whole check just in case. Huh? Oh, man. That's it, though. Like, the, what, he done. He the, don't get to play no more. He's out of there. He's out of there. Done, done. So what? Uh, my, there's so many questions that I have. Did, did he tell anyone from the team? Did they know? Like, this runs a little deeper than just them allowing him to play. Someone had to know. He couldn't have been alone in the casino when he, you know, did that beatdown. Another player had to be there too, right? Kamara admitted he punched the alleged victim at least one time early Saturday morning inside a Vegas hotel after he claims – a man made a disrespectful comment to someone in his group. Oh, gosh. So you're it may be not a player man, but you are right in saying one of the boys. And here's the thing. I care jack about a disrespectful comment. Hey, so Chris, you're Chris Rock had a bit on it, right? Yeah. Don't don't go to prison for life because somebody smudged your puma. Yeah. My, my thing is you're an athlete. This is what people do to you every single time you suit up. Why is yeah. it something different now? Sure. The four, the three of us, four of us, including producer Jared, we're running around Los Angeles this week. If someone is like, like, uh, uh, hey, hey, uh, Bigfoot to me, <laughs> like you got, like you two are not going to go and punch a man at least eight no. times and then kick and stomp him twenty three no. times. No. No. If someone is like, I'm gonna agree with him. Yeah. Like, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If someone, if we're walking down the street and someone's like, "Like to put some dressing on your salad, Van," talking about his <laughs> terrible haircut, then we would not go over there. We would choke join. that choke that person out. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and then make and them bludgeon, cry. bludgeon yeah. him. And to guess what? Death. We're not under million dollar contracts no. either. That's that's another incentive for you not to do this. And we're always looking for material. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, okay, that's a good one. What else? Yeah. You got? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else? yeah. Say it yeah. slower. Yeah. <laughs> so and I, because I got jokes like like those. I think that has to fly. And regardless of like what time, which by the way, in Vegas, and I get it because I've been there. We've all been there. Turn it in at midnight. Like I'm not telling you not to, but you got to work the next day. And what? what it, you got a you got a bullseye on you, Alvin Kamara. Well, uh, well, do it privately. You can do it. Just do it privately. Also, yeah, good call. If you're out in public a lot, you're gonna get that. That's another thing. Do what you have to do within the confinement of friendly fire. If you go out in public, you can get whatever. Well, and that's your. Uh, you know, you don't want to be a product of the environment you're in. You want <laughs> the environment to be a product of you. So you got to set that up. Uh, that's it, boys. Man, the day first one on a radio. Yeah, Feels I mean, good. We, I mean, we laughed a lot. Yes. That's all that really matters. Had a blast. A yeah. lot of sports and sports adjacent content. Thank you to everyone who was a partner of allowing us doing it today. Thank you to our regular sponsors that allowed us to do it today. Uh, obviously, everything's available on the podcast. Everywhere is everywhere. Robert, did we miss anything? No, we didn't miss anything, but we still have a lot to cover.
Oh, that's the absolute <laughs> truth. Van, any final words before we go? Well, anything we did miss, Robert, you can catch in the morning on the opening drive with Jeff and JJ. Oh, there we go. We've been on the run, Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow out from Los Angeles. From where? <laughs> right back where we started. I want, I want you to hit Radio Row, but that's all right. Thank you. California, here we come. Right back where we started from. California. Started from California